0: What the f*** happened last night? You find out the morning after. Let's do this thing.
1: Alright, the morning after has begun. Let's do this thing. I am Morenci. We're in Midtown Manhattan. Studio 34. Get on the grid. Zumo TV channel 719 as well. We welcome Stir. Of the rotation, Joe Ranieri is in uh, Miami, Florida. It's Football Friday. We might hit a little, little NBA actually, uh, but um, it's a Football Friday today. So it's a monster weekend in, in uh, college of football, NFL. It's always uh, a big week in the NFL, but especially now at this time of the year, the season's just flown by, man. Time goes by fast um, in the National Football League. It stands for not for long, and right now. Uh, there's uh, teams whose uh, playoff chances are alive uh, not for long, as the Chargers bit the dust uh, last night. And, you know, the Chargers were one of the more heavily hyped teams coming into the year uh, this year in the NFL. And I just didn't get it. I didn't understand it. You know, the Chargers are who uh, we thought they uh, they were. That's, you know, that's the essence of this. Like, suddenly this year, it was like, oh, and the Chargers – And the Chargers, you know, like these, you know, Super Bowl contenders, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. Yet at the same point in time, people talk about how they don't have any home field advantage. Um, And what I don't, you know, what I didn't see is why suddenly they thought that at age 38 or whatever the hell he is, that Phillip Rivers suddenly was like going to be different. And suddenly they were going to break through like, If there's a team who has stayed true to form and who they are over the last, like, 20, 25 years, it's the San Diego slash L.A. Chargers. We've said it before, and we're going to say it again. And diehard Charger fans, like all 18 of you, you're aware of this, that the Chargers are essentially the Buffalo Bills of the West Coast. The Chargers are the Detroit Lions of the West Coast. Like, the Chargers will never win. They can't win. They won't win. You can put the Chargers on the damn goal line, and they won't win, as we saw in Tennessee. Like, you you won't find a team that finds ways to lose games in different ways and in stupid ways and in games than the freaking L.A. freaking Chargers. They're not going to London because London wouldn't want them.
5: And get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repair? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar money now 100.com that's money now the number 100.com
7: 400 435 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
1: Yeah, I guess it's pretty fitting as uh, the Chargers have uh, bitten the dust. Four and six. They done. They got the Chiefs up next, uh, too. I think they're going to Mexico City. Which, yeah, uh, that, that's a that that that's a great idea. Um, going to Mexico City in the middle of the season. Like is, you know, they, 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 it, you know, the NFL is just such a, for like the the six billion dollar a year behemoth uh, that they are, whatever the hell they bring in. It's amazing just how poorly run. <laughs> I don't send no the other way around it. I'm sure I'm upsetting right now. The emails are, I can't say that about Goodell. Um, poorly run. Let me repeat myself. <laughs> like, the, the the flow of the game. Like, the NFL as a whole generally sucks. Like, as a whole. It really does. Like, people like fantasy, like to bet and stuff. But is it fun to watch? It's like three and a half hours of blathering on. There's like 12 minutes of actual action in a football game. Like, three and a half hours of commercials. Um, three and a half hours of, like, bad football penalties. Like, like how many penalties did the Raiders have last night? Like 16? Like, how do you lose to a team that's, like, 16 penalties or whatever the hell they did? Oh, yeah, because, you know, Phillip Rivers out there throwing the ball around. Brett Favre in a Wranglers commercial. When he's playing with his buddies, you know, like uh, when Brett Favre's got his jeans on, uh, he's got better ball security. Like, you know, everyone rips Daniel Jones. Oh, it's crazy. Daniel Jones turns the ball over so much. So does Phillip Rivers. At least Daniel Jones is an idiot kid. Like, what's Phillip Rivers' excuse? Oh, gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. And, you know, it's the cheerleader's fault, though. It's the lineman's fault. It's the coach's fault. It's the OC's fault. It's everyone's fault. It's the It's the city of L.A.'s fault. They don't support us. You won't
8: even live there. Joe Ranieri of Miami, Florida. What's up, Joe? Game sucked ass, Morenci. Game was, it was embarrassing from the first snap, the first two series, gifted him 10 points, and it went nowhere, absolutely nowhere from there. I have never seen what well, we actually have seen. We've seen Father Time kick the crap out of guys so much where they fall off a cliff. That was the cliff last night. That was father time kicking Philip Rivers right in the ass and bye-bye now. And you know what? You know what? Chargers, San Diego, LA, whatever you called. Let me explain something to you. You got nobody to blame but yourself because the next 10 years – you're screwed. You've done nothing to address the quarterback and the next generation of whatever the Chargers are going to be. You're stuck with this 37-year-old bag of crap now, and you got nobody backing him up, and you're going to win too many games to get anybody in the draft. So congratulations. You're going to suck for eternity.
1: Well, Joe's bringing heat here this morning. <laughs> He's even angry, angrier than me. I, don't know, did you lose? I had the Chargers myself so uh, yeah. on a money line, so I was a little disappointed in that yeah. final drive. You know, Rivers is, it's a weird situation, Joe, that Rivers isn't terrible. He's average right now. Like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, he's worse than the media makes him out to be. We'll put it that way. Like, if you you want to kick sand in Eli's face, it's like, all right. Well, the thing is with Rivers, he's not terrible, dude. But he's never going to win. And, like, at this juncture, he's not suddenly changing. And it's not like he's suddenly getting better. It's not like it's like Drew Brees or Tom Brady, where it's like, yeah, he's 41, but you know, he's still he's still playing at that elite level. He's not costing his games. Like Philip Rivers, you know, I I don't want to be too harsh on him. I think bag of crap is hard, but I think I think I do agree, Joe. I do agree. And I was thinking about it too that the Chargers put themselves in this position in which they've refused to ever draft a quarterback even Mm -hmm. just to give him that little, you know, he knows they're not putting Tyrod Taylor in, right? He also knows that the media and the fan base, well, if there was one, um, Mm -hmm. would, would not be saying, man, you got to get Tyrod Taylor in there, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way, they're like, you know, we want to see Ryan Finley. We want to see Daniel Jones. They don't have that. And, you know, I know that Philip Rivers is motivated, and I know he wants to win and all that stuff, but, you know, just it's human nature, Joe, right? Like, there's everyone else on the team faces competition for their job. He never does. He never mm-hmm. has. So he can just keep turning it over and turning it over and turning it over and turning it over, and there's never all that. You know what? In his mind, if I don't... If I keep turning it over, man, they're gonna put the kid in. Like mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, I think the, you know, the, the I wasn't gonna say the light because that's that's a positive thing, but you know, Rivers. You look at Eli. Eli is at the end of the road. Ben Roethlisberger still has a couple of years left because they owe money, and I don't think Ben is done. But I don't know how many times more Ben can get hurt and come back from it. Right? Mm-hmm. Ben's a tough ass dude. And I'm not saying Ben Roethlisberger's done, but his career-wise, Ben Roethlisberger's not winning a Super Bowl again, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the, it's the twilight of Ben's career, and no one ever really discusses this with Rivers. Yet, you know, you said it, it's true. And I'm not even saying next year Philip Rivers shouldn't be their starting quarterback, but if they don't like draft a quarterback, Joe, at some point, mm-hmm. you know, all right, maybe you sign a free agent after when Rivers is gone, but. That's not even the point. Like I said, you need competition to push you. Hell, even the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Like, the Patriots yep. drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like, you you see it all the time. Successful teams are like, yeah, yeah, we're taking a quarterback in the second or third round now. And even if he's not our guy, we'll trade him, you know, just sort of as a, as a liquidity, Joe. But the mm-hmm. Chargers, like, if you're Phillip Rivers, how the hell are you ever going to change – if, you know, Cardell Jones is there, Geno Smith is there, now Tyrod Taylor, all brought in because they're non-threatening, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, you want to, oh, you know, screw you, it's everything's your fault, Philip. But there's never any, like, they never push him. They never push him. And it's just mm. subconscious. Like, I've watched the Batman movie a million times over and over recently, Joe. It's been on TV all the time. I don't know why. The one with Bane. And, you know, Christian Bale, he's making the jump all the time. Make the jump, the guy says. <laughs> so he's making mm-hmm. the jump all the time, and he keeps falling short. And then he tells him, you got to do it out of fear. No rope. No mm-hmm. rope. It's the same thing. Like, Philip Rivers has a rope right now. There's a safety blanket around him. That It's like, oh, well, gosh darn it. And, you know, I'll, I'll be on the field in a couple of minutes again. He needs to at least. No. Wow. This kid's a stud they just drafted, and mm-hmm. I better up my decision process here. Because it's not, Joe, I don't think Phillip Rivers is done physically. And it's true. It he were backup tackles last night. But I don't think he's done physically. But the decision-making never changes, Joe. And it's nope. been this way for years. There's a reason why he's now second all-time in NFL history in pick sixes. That's correct. 24 of them. And I don't want to hear, oh, he's played a long time. A lot of guys have played a long time and aren't second overall in pick sixes.
8: Correct. Yeah. Week two, Lions loses a game in the final seconds because he throws an interception in the end zone. Yes. The following week, they lose against the Texans. Why? Closing minutes of the game, he throws an ill-advised pass, and it's it's a pick, and the game is over. Texans win. This guy has been coddled and had more excuses made for him than I've ever seen in my life, and yet quietly – He's been throwing interceptions like this his entire career, and it's never been his damn fault. Not once. It's the offensive line. We don't have receivers. We don't have a running game. We put him in that position. A- at what point does does he bear any blame for what the hell has been going on in this organization? <laughs> never. <Amazing laughs> oh, no, no, he won't. Amazing to me. And then yeah. after, Amazing. they're gonna
1: roll out the red carpet for him in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Exactly.
8: Fay. Build a statue. And
1: I gotta tell you too, like I'm having a problem with it. And I feel bad because uh, I'm a big Jeff Feinberg fan, uh, someone we we worked with for a long time at a couple of different places. And he loves the Chargers, man. Like his Twitter profile says, I love Phillip Rivers more than you love your mom. He loves Phillip Rivers. But, but, you know, it's just, he's not getting it done. And he's not uh, going to get it done. And it's going to be a long season now. Uh, For the Chargers. Chiefs are up next. Mexico City. I'm sure the players are really excited about this at four and six uh, right now. But Joe just said it. You know, you look at the losses. It's always the field goal kicker's fault, too. On the odds, it's the kicker's fault. Never his fault. The city's fault.
9: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now.
10: 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517. That's 800-403-5912. All
8: right, guys, let's light the lamp on a DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DF season. The DailyRoto.com. You can head over there and learn from the very best daily fantasy sports players, get updated fantasy hockey projections for the NHL DFS, get line combinations, and, of course, build stacks for tournaments in the DailyRoto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey, but you're not utilizing DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code now. Action, ten percent discount. That promo code, action, will get you a ten percent discount. And keep in mind that DailyRoto.com, it's where millionaires are made.
1: Uh, thank you very much, uh, Joe. Um, well, I I, I help someone become a. Uh, I'm uh, I contributed to a millionaire fund last night to the FanDuel millionaire fund. I'm helping them mm-hmm. <laughs> become millionaires. <laughs> by betting on Philip Rivers um, and the NHL. Dear God, the NHL. Like, I got hit over the head with a hockey stick last night, Joe. I took a puck to the face. I crashed face for first into the boards, whatever analogy you want to use. But I, you know, if you say that, actually, it would be like, no, I got kicked. It was just so frustrating. Like, did mm-hmm. I was watching football, but. You guys blew a three-nothing lead, huh? The Islanders?
8: Oh yeah. Like I had oh, the Islanders too. Like I was on the Islanders.
1: I was like, yeah, I, I, was, the, I, I looked I had up. I
8: the Panthers. Yeah, that was a lot of that was a lot of friggin' fun to watch too.
1: Yeah, hockey, uh, hockey's like, hockey can be frustrating.
8: Yeah, Gabe, that
0: was uh, the atmosphere at Barclays God. was terrible in the third period. Oh, oh my gosh, it was brutal. We were up three nothing. We got too comfortable. The Penguins just kept shooting, shooting, shooting. Finally, that's, away. that's my away.
1: luck though. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. You blame me for that. I've been on a team who's on a 10-game win streak and has a 3-0 lead and somehow I lose the band. Entering the third period. Unless. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. I had the most shock ladies in the Flyers. They lost in overtime. They lost in overtime. Oh, man. Like, uh, there's a better chance of Mick Ossie being the, uh, the prime minister of Australia than there is me winning an NHL bet in overtime or in a shootout. Mick Ossie joins us. What's up, Mick?
12: Hey, I do a better job than running this, the guy that running this country, but no, I got to keep away from politics. You know that. But yeah, hockey. Don't bet on hockey. There's too many fluky goals, Gabe. You know that.
1: Now, I'm, I'm aware of that, Mick.
12: Mm. I'm aware. All
1: right, uh, all right, Mick. So uh, speaking, uh, so what, what's going on uh, today? What's going on in your world here, Mick?
12: Well. Look here, I'm finally getting rid of this donkeys. The donkeys are gone, mate. Donkeys are gone. Although we better leave Joe Flacco up there and Garrett Bowles. But the Broncos are gone. The donkeys are gone, mate. The Broncos' cup is back just for a couple of weeks as well anyway. But, yeah, lots of bets, mate. I've got lots of bets this week. The card's looking good, I reckon, for NFL. But I've been like you, mate. I've been on a bit of a roll the last two weeks.
1: All right. uh, So uh, what are your best
12: bets, Mick? All right, I think the Lions on the money line and the plus, I don't know how in the hell the Bears are favorite. They're terrible. I like the Packers. I like the Packers to rebound really well this week against the Panthers, although the Panthers are not too bad. And I hope I hope your Bills beat those terrible Cleveland Brown crap of pants. But, yeah, got lots of multis and lots of bets as well.
1: Yeah, you know what? That Lions Bears game, uh Joe, feels like a trap. It's Big a, time. it's a not I was going to say it's a bear trap, but it is, mm-hmm. I guess technically, but everyone thinks like Mick just said that the Bears are awful. they're not going to be, they can't score and all this type of stuff. Eventually mm-hmm. they're going to break through and their defense is so good. I uh, I'd be I'd be concerned about the Lions as a best bet. What do you think of that game, Joe?
8: I, I think the uh, the Lions' defense is an absolute mess, and uh, I think if Chicago at home is ever going to get right and have an opportunity to actually score a few points, it's going to be at home against that defense of the Lions. And Stafford's a different guy on the road than he is at home. It's got trap written all over it.
1: Yeah, it kind of. It's it's a dangerous game, Mick. It's a dangerous yeah. game. Even though, listen, the Bears' season's done. I, I don't think they they know it, but three and six, and it's really done. The Lions have sort of been a little bit of a free fall after a nice start. Uh, to the season, tough game. Listen, I've, I've bet, I've had, I've had the Detroit Lions before in Chicago and won. I know Stafford's won there before, but you know this this is one of these games where everyone's sort of written Chicago off, and they're due for a win. They've had a lot of bad luck. You know they could have won a couple of games. They missed field goals. You know they're not as they're not really a three and five team, but. You know, look at their, their 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 win differential. They're only minus two, uh, actually, on the season, which goes, you know, kind of proves proves my point. But all right, Mick. So you said the Packers, like this that's the one game that confuses me. The Packers and the Panthers. All right. So what's your reason, Mick? Pa- Packers bounce back after getting
12: embarrassed last week. Yes, and Aaron Rodgers, who I reckon – you guys were a bit harsh on Aaron Rodgers. I've heard you used to diss him a little bit. I think he's an absolute legend. And, yes, he's been a little bit mouthy, but he's controlling that team, and something happened in L.A. I think the boys went out and misbehaved a bit, so he's been on radio. I, think I haven't I haven't,
1: uh, I haven't. been too critical of Aaron How can I be critical of Aaron Rodgers this year? The guy, All they do is win. Mm. Um, I've been critical of Rodgers in the past – He's another one. I was talking about Rivers here. Rogers, I think, is overrated as well. Yep. You know, just that Rogers is a very, very good quarterback. Like he's like the best. He throws the best football. All right. You know what I mean? Like athletic and, you know, oh wow, look at that pass and stuff like that. But let us not forget he's won one Super Bowl. Mm. Like, you know, like when, when last year when they played against uh the Patriots, oh the you know the the top the two top quarterbacks that ever lived. Like Peyton Manning's had a better career. Your boy your boy Peyton Manning had mm-hmm. a better career than Aaron Rodgers has. You know Peyton Manning went to numerous Super Bowls, won. You know Aaron Rodgers is good, but he's another one that is never never his fault. No. Nope. You know I mean like with the Packers, he gets all the credit. At the, it's a lot like LeBron Rodgers. He gets all the credit if the Packers win. But if the Packers lose, then it's the coach's fault. It's his teammates' fault. It's everybody else's fault. Like, he's never accountable, Rodgers. That's my deal with him. And the fact with Rodgers is he's only won once. Mm. Like, to me, Russell, Russell Wilson is the second-best quarterback in the league. And I'm not criticizing, you know, these other guys. They're they're legend. He's a legend. But Aaron Rodgers, I'm not disputing how great he is. I'm just stating he's not the greatest. He doesn't deserve to be in the same conversation with Brady or Montana no. winning one mm. Super Bowl. Come on, guys.
12: Yeah, but Hang on, guys. This is where I'm critical of all American media. You've said it again. He won one Super Bowl. It's a team game. I've said this before, Gabe. Yes, quarterback's the most important position, but it's a team game. And you guys in America and Canada, you make out as though he's the whole frigging team. He's been team on a game. lot
1: of good teams.
12: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he hasn't had a. He hasn't. That Mike McCarthy in the pack has never put a great team nope. around him. I
1: think. He didn't a great around team around him. They had, a great, they had tons of Pro Bowlers. They've always had good teams. I'm not Did saying he's an all time. Listen, he's successful. You know, he's successful. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's hes a multi Pro Bowler. You know, he is. He's one of the best quarterbacks of the modern era. But he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. All right.
12: I'll disagree. I'll. Disagree. But what about that other Aaron, that Aaron Jones? Check this out. His parents went and fought in Iraq. His mom and dad, when he was eight years old, how cool is that? And that Aaron Jones, he's awesome. We'll disagree. I think Aaron Rodgers is a legend anyway. you want one he's one not a legend. You want my parlay bets? <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I'm not saying he's not a legend. I'm saying he's won one Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, Brett, Brett Favre. You know, Brett Favre won one Super Bowl as well. And let's just I don't want to overinflate this stuff. Troy Aikman won mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Terry Bradshaw won. Joe Montana won. You know, we will go down the list. Hell, Ben Roethlisberger's got 2 Super Bowl rings.
12: Ben you know, Roethlisberger. Dan, Marino, Dan Marino's got none doesn't mean he's not a legend.
1: No, but it also means he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all
12: time. Oh, I just think you guys put too much credit on too much credit and too much grief on the quarterback. But Well, the quarterback I, I gets the yours. credit. Who gets
1: the credit for the Patriots win? Right. <laughs>
12: I, uh, I, I, not Richard Seymour,
1: Joe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not Ty
8: Teddy Law. Whiskey.
1: Ty Law's not. Yeah. Ty Law, no. You know what I'm saying? Who gets the credit? Yeah.
8: Like, yeah.
1: That's the way it works. You get. The, I, I hear what you're saying, Mick. Like, you know, I don't discount Charles Barkley or Carl Malone or, or these guys that they didn't win. Doesn't mean you're not a great player, right? But it also does. It also means you don't get discussed in the same conversation uh, as guys that have multiple and multiple championships. That's all I'm saying. That's what bothers me gone... about LeBron the most. Oh, the king. He's, he's won three yeah, times. Yeah, Shaq's won more. Kobe's won more. Jordan's won more. Pippen's won more. I go down the list. Tim Duncan's yeah. one more. Okay, you know, there's a million guys that are one more. They don't call themselves the king. Anyways, go on, Joe.
8: No, I was just going to say, I think it's fair to say that Aaron Rodgers has done less with more than more with less. Yes, like, I'll give you Brady, that. Is that fair? I mean, and I think that's the well, yeah, but Tom problem. Brady's we... had
1: nothing besides a great coach. Point. Besides exactly. a great coach.
8: Right exactly he's done more with less and Aaron Rodgers has done less with having a hell of a lot more than guys like Tom Brady have so I don't think they're in the same genre so to speak
1: all right Mick what's your multi-parlay of the week
12: all right I got lots here we go Saints Ravens Colts and Packers plus one two nine Wait,
1: hold on. you go too fast here Saints against the Falcons Ravens. the Ravens against the Bengals and uh, and the Colts, all on the money line. You said?
12: Yep, money line. Plus the Packers plus one two nine. Add the Chiefs plus two one two. Add the Rams. I think the Rams are going to smash those Steelers plus three Oof. six eight. Add the 49ers, plus 539. There you go. I've had, like, I've, had like, I've had like 12 bets this week. I've got some money in the account, so I'm doing well. Of like. multi, all of us are damn doing it. well lately. Yeah. Thanks yeah, yeah, to I you don't... and everyone else I listen to. It's been a good few weeks.
1: All right, so listen, before we get you out of here, we've got to bring up the CFL playoffs this week. Edmonton at Montreal. Montreal minus one and a half. What's your pick?
12: Oh, I'm so upset. I think the Alouettes will win. Even though I want to win and make it an all west all west grey cup they rested their players they've gone in with no momentum i think jason moss will get fired campbell's kid will be coach here next year probably so i like your alouettes to win over there in montreal so yes looking forward to it i'll be at grey cup in two weeks mate this
7: you know as an allergy sufferer you're wired I sure feel that way.
5: That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy stuff.
2: My antihistamine doesn't do that?
5: None of them do.
2: Oh, that is different.
7: And it's why Nasacort is more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So if I'm wired
3: differently...
5: Nasocord stops more of what makes you miserable direction are you single everyone single is looking for the best date possible well i found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called the best date 100.com just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date remember you can find the best date of your life at the best date 100.com that's the best date 100.com one more time the best date 100.com
0: your story. Go to GainFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
1: All right, thanks to Mick uh, for stepping up and in. Uh, Mick uh, brought up the Rams and the Steelers game, and I heard you say, "Ooh, uh, Joe," when he said he thinks the Rams are going to roll the Steelers. I'm not. I wouldn't want to be laying three and a half points on the road. Uh, we'll we'll go neither. through every game <laughs> and the lines yeah. and all that. I don't want to be laying three and a half points on the road. But something to note, it's pretty interesting. Sean McVay has only lost one game in his career to a team from the AFC, and that was in the Super Bowl to the Patriots never lost a regular season game. The Rams under Sean McVay have never lost a regular season game to an AFC team, 10 and 0. So unfortunately for him, he's 10 and 1 <laughs> against the AFC. And as someone that had the Rams in the Super Bowl, I say, yeah, so what, Coach? Yeah, I mean, you lost the only game that mattered. All right, let's bring in uh, let's bring in Joe Lisi uh, right now. No. Who uh, Joe doesn't like talking about it publicly, but he's a Dolphin fan. Oh,
8: yeah.
1: I was actually thinking about (laughs) taking the Dolphins this week. They're a covering machine. All the the Dolphins do is cover every week, and they're getting double digits. I actually like the Dolphins this week, plus the points again.
8: (laughs) Don't tell anybody, though. I'm not admitting it.
1: I'm not making it my best bet, Joe, but I'm not. How do you not take them? They cover every week. Joe Lisi joins us. Go for the two. What's up, Joe?
14: What's up, guys? Uh, Yeah, they're a 500-team against the spread this year, so they're in playoff contention the way I look
1: at it. Exactly. I don't care (laughs) what the real playoffs. What does that make me? How does that make me money? I don't get a playoff bonus. As they say in Vegas, right, good teams win, great teams cover. That's all all that matters. The Dolphins uh, are a covering machine. All right, so let's get right down to business, actually. Uh, Some big college football, uh, Joe. Yeah, you, know, you listen, at least he gets fired up every Saturday. You know, Virginia's playing Wake Forest, game, huge game, big game. <laughs> and like Joe loves them all. So, if those are huge games, this Joe this weekend is like, I don't know, what? gigantic, enormous, uh, massive. Everything rolled into one. To me, this is the coolest weekend so far that we've had start off. Let's jump out of the gate with the early game here. Penn State And the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Gophers didn't get a lot of love from the committee. Open up at 17. Yet, they can open up America's eyes by winning this game outright. Can they? Will they? What's your pick, Joe? What do you think?
14: Yeah, well, let me just say this, guys. I love the fact that our big games are in the afternoon. I'm a big fan of
1: that. Let's
14: play these games at 12 and and 3.30. But I'm taking the Golden Gophers here. I, I got seven earlier in the week. I look at this team as the 2015 Iowa team that made it to the Big Ten Championship against Michigan State, three complementary backs. They can run the football and shut down the run effectively and play solid third-down defense, playing at home. Weather can be an issue to neutralize Penn State's uh, speed. I like Minnesota with the points to strike the upset over Sean Clifford and the crew.
1: First time the Gophers, Joe, are uh, 8-0 since 1941.
8: Yeah, going back. And, and I got, a, going back I got a, ways. a prediction for you, Lisa. Are you ready for this? If PJ Fleck wins this game, you're looking at the new head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. Agree or disagree?
14: I would agree, but there was a report today, Joe, that uh, Deion Sanders is in the contention. So I don't know where that came from, but I agree that they should go for a, a coach like PJ Fleck. I've heard Norville uh, from Memphis uh, mentioned. I think you need a young head coach. How about Dave the defensive coordinator for LSU? I think he's a great mm-hmm. selection as well. I so like we'll that pick. Yeah. Out. They should. They should go for Fletcher,
1: in my opinion. I hate this. This is what I don't like, though, about college sports. And you know, they they're, they haven't even played Penn State yet, and let you know what I mean. And he's already already one foot out the door, type of thing. Oh yeah. And you know, same crap with Frost. We see this every year with these teams that that get good. And also, to be honest, I know he's a great coach, but you know, a lot of times other programs jump the gun. You know, yeah. a coach will have a good year to program, and they're like, "All oh, right, give him all the money, and take it all." Look at Tennessee. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? It's these programs that guys have one good year somewhere, and then, oh, you know, let's give them the keys to this and make them highly paid and stuff, and then they realize a couple of years later, "Wow, you know, mm. like we, we jumped the gun." Flex is a great coach, but let's keep it on on the games. I, it's just such that's a disservice to the players. I hate Amen. it. And you know, it's so noted noted that when I started in the week, um, they had the graphic up on during one of the games, Saturday, Minnesota, and it was a picture of Franklin and Fleck. <laughs> right? yeah. So if you ever wonder why the kids are like, what's going on here? Like yeah. It's not even about the players. Like it was like Fleck, it was a picture of like, you know, yep. Saturday at noon. Fleck it was Franklin versus Fleck, like wrestlers, like staring head to head. <laughs> I gotta tell you, two great coaches, guys, but wow. Two are probably the most disliked coaches in a big ten. Like like this, that'd be an interesting handshake between these two guys. Like not a lot of love lost between them and everyone else. Let's just put it this way. Everyone hates the both of them. All right. Like like no one, like somehow Fleck ripped on Jerry Kill even. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like Fleck is just—he's not a nice guy, but he's a great coach, right? And hey, True. nice guys finish last in football, evidently. All right, a game at noon, guys. That has, um, you know, flying under the radar because we got the Gopher game, we got Penn State. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, obviously we'll get to the big one in a second, but you know, the battle out there in Texas, the battle out there in Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth. The Horned Frogs and the Baylor Bears. This is where it gets real for Baylor. What's Your take, Lee? Yeah, I mean TCU's
14: won four straight in the series, but I go to Baylor for Baylor to win the football. They have three complimentary backs. They're a battle-tested team, and and, and quite honestly, I think they have better offense and defense line play heading into this matchup on the road. I'm not sold on Max Dugan. And that offense, let's look at uh, TCU over the last couple of years. In the Big 12, guys, there are 500 football teams. So uh, I know they stepped up a couple weeks ago in Texas, but I thought Texas was worn out. They're not catching Baylor at just the right time. I think Baylor rolls in this ballgame, I say, anywhere from 10 to 13 points on the road.
8: Yeah, I, I can't argue with you. I think Baylor is learning every week how to win, and I think it's set up perfectly on the schedule for this game. I think Baylor rolls them, too. I think they're ready to take that next step.
1: The
14: thing with yeah, – I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, guys. And quarterback play is going to be an issue. You know, you break down that game from a handicapping perspective, Brewer versus Max Dugan. Max Dugan last week struggled on the road in Stillwater on critical third downs. So uh, Brewer is an efficient quarterback, only lost one game in high school, uh, one game in a four-year career. So he's a battle-tested kid going back to the
8: state of Texas on the road. So uh, I expect a big effort.
14: Yeah, I and think nobody talks a, about uh,
8: their defense either, Gabe. You mentioned oh, it defense, a, a yeah. long time ago with Baylor. Like, nobody How come nobody talks about their defense? Their defense is lights out. Well,
1: that's what I was going to say, that people think of Baylor, uh, I'm sure like outside observers sort of like look and go, oh, look, Baylor's 8-0, wow, all right. And they probably just sort of assume, all right, you know, they got this explosive offense, and they're probably not very good on defense, and – to me, and I've always had a stigma with Baylor sports, basketball and football, Lisey and Joe, that they don't win big games. And they don't. Remember, remember uh, Joe, the, uh, the Cotton Bowl, uh, Lisey? Remember against Michigan State, was it? Or was it the Cotton Bowl? Remember they blew yep. the big lead in, like, in, the, in yep, the BCS yep. game or whatever? Like, you know, We've seen it time and time again. In, in, in the Alamo Bowl, they blew a lead. Uh, basketball, they blew Like, It's just a program that they have talent. They can't execute it. They can't close it. Yet this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't uh, the old Baylor anymore, guys. That's what people don't realize. Matt, yeah. I wondered why Matt Rule went there. I was like, this is such a weird fit. Right. East Coast lunch pail guy, guy that you know could have been the head coach of the New York Jets. Could have mm-hmm. been head coach of the New York Jets. Hey, Jet fans, that's how like much like you're you're frowned upon. He'd rather live in Waco, Texas. No, <laughs> but. <laughs> Remember, Lisey, though, know, he took that job over the duck job, even. And I'm yep. like, this guy's nuts. I don't know what the hell this guy sees out here. And he's turned this run and shoot, run and gun, fragile, pop sort of paper tiger into a, and you just said it, Joe uh, Ranieri, a blue collar, run the ball, defensive line. Yeah, Brewer can make plays, but they're a physical football team, and they're not mentally flaky anymore either. You know, it's a good football team, Baylor. I don't know if they're going to run the gauntlet here. They're going to slip up, I think, eventually. But I think they get it done against TCU as well. All right. LSU and Alabama, as big as it gets, uh, Joe Lisi. So what's your take on this game? And what are you hearing about Tua's health? We know he's practicing, but how does he look in practice?
14: Yeah, they say he looks good. I think he's 99%, and I don't think it's going to be a factor heading into this matchup. I mean, just statistically, Alabama, since 2016, 31-1 against SEC opponents, and they won by 27.5 points per game, 26 at home during that span of Brian Denny against FBS opponents, 33.3 points per game in terms of average margin of victory. I go back to this statistic. LSU hasn't allowed a team to rush for over – 150 yards all season long, even though uh, Divinity's gone, they're still only allowing 2.9 yards for a carry. And you look at Alabama's offense. They've only rushed for over 200 in one game this year, guys. In 318 mm-hmm. against New Mexico State compared to 2017, 2018, 18 times they rushed for over 200. So I think the team that runs the football will win I'm going with LSU. This is not one of my better selections. I, I just want to watch this game, but I would take the points with Joe Ball, Better offense and defense heading into this matchup,
1: in my opinion. The the thing about this game, Renary, that um it's you know, it's interesting. No one gets rich betting against Alabama in big games, right? Mm. You can bet against them in non-conference spots when they're laying 48 and stuff like that. When <laughs> Saban, he's a different animal when it comes to these conference games. Yet, I legitimately believe that LSU are a better team than Alabama are this year, right? Mm -hmm. I think they're more battle-tested. This is the thing. They're battle-tested. They've played Auburn. they played Florida. they played Texas. They've been on the road. They've been in hostile environments. Um, Alabama can't say the same. And I think early, for betting purposes, guys, I'm going to be looking at LSU in the first quarter, Joe.
15: Uh, And I say to Renner, like,
1: Yep. I that's think good. early Joe and Lisa, I go by last names mm-hmm. here because you're both y'all like, you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. early Alabama's going to be like, damn, these guys are good. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, LSU got out to an early lead type thing and then Bama plays itself back in. It's almost like a UFC fighter that's beating up tomato cans and you got some dude that's been knocking out good fighters. And, and, and Tua hasn't played. I just think it could take Bama a little while to get this going. I, I believe it's a close game. I got to take the points here in this one. But the total intrigues me just because I looked, uh, Joe Lisi, the last 10 years, man, the highest point total that combined they put up was 55. You don't Mm -hmm. see a total this high with defenses like this. Mm -hmm.
14: No, not at all. And Alabama has their worst rush defense since prior to 2009. But go back to what you just said in terms of a fight you know Alabama was knocked out like Mike Tyson was against Buster Douglas and Clemson that was the hardest <laughs> test they got punched in the mouth exactly out. you know yep. it, you know when they get punched in the mouth in the first quarter does that factor into their psyche because there was a lot of young defensive players on that side of the ball so if Joe Burrow starts fast what does that you know bring to that team at home in Tuscaloosa so I think that's a very intriguing aspect of this matchup Saturday afternoon.
1: You see it often with stud athletes, right? I don't care what sport, fighting, football, hockey. If you just roll everybody all the time, like, you know, Houston Astros, good example, guys. Houston mm-hmm. Astros were there, you know? Yep. Yeah, they just rolled everybody. Suddenly you're playing the Nationals. Yeah, they don't care about your analytics. They don't care yep. about your computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're digging in with their cleats in the dirt, and they're, like, throwing a damn ball, That's right? It. And they... Like eating single up the middle. Grinding. 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 And I know LSU's dangerous here, guys. I think I think Bama are vulnerable. All right. Uh, catch Lisi and Sermonalo in the morning. We'll be there in the afternoon. It's gonna be a big day at the book uh, tomorrow. Sean G's gonna be there. We'll be broadcasting all day long. Thanks, uh, Joe Lisi.
10: That's
11: 800-847-1183.
1: All right, thanks to uh, Joe Lisi for joining us. Great weekend of college uh, football coming up uh, here. we got games on the board tonight, actually. The Oregon State Beavers have actually been pretty live uh, beavers. As <laughs> of yeah. uh, I was going to say dogs, but let's call them beavers. Uh, Beavers have been chomping away at the number. Chomp, chomp. Chomping at the the numbers, the point spreads. Uh so we'll get into that. But yeah, some big games this week, man. Baylor and TCU. TCU stepped up big against Texas, but let's be real. Texas are soft, man. The mm-hmm. Texas Longhorns are a soft, overrated program, and they have been. You know, they're the Texas are a lot like their super fan, Matthew McConnie. They're cool. You look cool. You got cool uniforms. You got hot cheerleaders, you know what I mean? You're you're slick, but ultimately, you know what I mean. You know, you're not winning any uh, any uh, any Oscars. You know what I'm saying? No,
8: absolutely not.
1: <laughs> no, Texas are like Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know I mean they're they're protected by the media. Oh, Texas, mm-hmm. Texas, you won once with Vince Young. You know what? I hate to say, Texas are like Michigan, Sean. They're heavily hyped. They never win. They make a lot of money and they're on TV all the time. It's true. And every year just caught up for what it is. They start the mm-hmm. season 10 and 0. Um
8: yeah. And high-profile boosters.
1: Uh, we're, uh, you know, very, very similar. Michigan and Texas, very similar programs. I was going to say every year they start preseason top 10. They always put Michigan in the top 10 just to sell like the season. Yeah, it's over over. They, they overhype them. They overhype yeah. them. Hey, listen, Michigan's had a decent year though. Michigan's had a decent year. I'm not. It, uh, it will be a decent year if they beat Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's been. Per- Would you be happy? Three losses and and another loss to Ohio State? Uh, no, I'm not gonna be happy. But not too many teams in the country can beat Ohio State right now. That's, that's the thing. True. Right, they are the number one team in the country right now.
3: Boy, 15 in the last 16 years. That's been the case. That's
1: pretty. Oh, bad. it's an embarrassment. Yeah. It's not I mean, even a rivalry anymore. Yeah, it's true. It's not even a rivalry anymore. Like uh, Bra- yeah. Braylon Edwards, not very popular uh, on campus, Braylon. Right. It's not. No. <laughs> so yeah, Praline Edwards is a very vocal critic of Michigan sports, mm-hmm. basketball and football. He goes on the radio all the time in Detroit, and um, or he was on the Big Ten Network. Did he lose his job on the Big Ten I haven't Network? Haven't seen him back. I haven't seen him back. After he basically said Michigan were a disgrace. Yep.
0: Last night, you find out the morning after. Let's
1: do this thing. Uh, Sean has uh, found Braylon Edwards' uh, tweet that uh, got a bump from the, uh, the Big Ten network. He said, Michigan football is one thing, trash. Oh. And they thought that was excessive, right? Yeah, you're an and You know, I get it. The Big Ten's a pretty safe conference. It's a safe, very safe network. like. I don't think uh, you'll ever be seeing me uh, as, hey, I'm Gabriel Morenci on a Big Ten network. <laughs> He's sitting here. <laughs> Rutgers are terrible. They effing suck. <laughs> <I'm> terrible. <laughs> so, uh, a yeah, big weekend of college football. Baylor, NTCU. So, as we were saying earlier, Joe, I'm, I'm, I'm Gabriel Morenci, Midtown Manhattan. We'll get into some NFL. We're talking college right now quickly. But, yeah, it's not the same Baylor. Like, they're not flaky, mm-hmm. it's not just run and shoot, they can run the ball defensively they're good and you want to talk about coaches forget about pj Fleck. i don't think pj Fleck's going anywhere just yet he'll be like you know there's a 10 million dollar buyout too it's a lot of money um Matt rule on the other hand not i don't think a lot of college coaches like off the top of my head are like yeah yeah he's a good he'd be a good nfl coach but matt rule is just a guy joe he's a football coach you know what i mean right. like you know like urban meyer is a college coach you know what i'm saying Like You know, like, Mike Krzyzewski's a college coach. The guy's been offered a million like he knows. Nah, I'm a college coach. I yell at the kids. I bully them. You know what I mean? I'm in control. Mm -hmm. There's different guys. Matt Rule is just a football coach. Like, I think Matt Rule would have been a great hire for the Jets. And, in fact, you know what? Nothing's stopping him from trying to do it again, guys. Mm -hmm. I would go for it. I really would. I would say, you know what? Let Rule do his thing here. You know, and say, listen, we spoke to you last time. We were close. Timing wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, And even now, you could justify it more. Because even before, Jet fans, so you're a Jet fan. So remember before, people were like, really? The guy from Temple is going to be a coach of the Jets? I don't think people realize this guy can coach, man. He can coach. I think he'd be good for the Jets.
8: Yep, he's 43, 44 years old. I think they'll let him actually, you know, pick his uh, assistant coaches this yeah, that's time. That's what I, stopped I it last time. That uh, was the previous regime too. So.
1: Yeah, they had See him. What happens? Matt Rule. It yep. was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the job. And then they said, yeah, but we hire the, your assistants. You don't hire the coordinators. We will. And he yeah. said, I, I can't accept that. Don't accept those terms. Ended up at Baylor. Yep.
0: Baylor instead of the Jets
3: just text youth to
4: three two one three two one to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning nugenics the number one selling free testosterone booster at gnc its unique man boosting formula is powered by testophen a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger leaner more energetic and more passionate and guys she'll like the difference too Nugenic samples are not available in stores to get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Join the family at model Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Models
7: and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Models cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, New MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Models gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you've got
6: to go to Models. Listen to
7: what Chris said about Andro 400.
6: I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s.
7: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
1: All right, morning after. Uh, continues get on the grid. I'm Marenzi, Sports Grid, Zumo TV Channel 719. Shout out to our sports byline affiliates. I believe all 106 of you. I'm a little bit confused here because I see Evan Engram of the New York Giants tight end talking about how excited uh, they are to uh, face the Jets. It's going to be electric, uh, Battle of New York, and all that type of stuff. But I was also under the impression he wasn't playing. (laughs) So I, I saw last night like Engram's most likely out. Um, now I see an MRI of Evan Engram's foot injury was sent to Dr. Robert Anderson for a second opinion. Giants head coach Pat Shermer called it a little bit of a sore foot. His status uncertain. Uh, I don't know if anyone, am I wrong on this? Is, anyone can confirm this? Is he a game-time decision still? I thought he was going to be out. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, we do have uh, the Battle of New York. Joe Ranieri's New York Jets. Uh, take on Danny Dimes and the uh, New York Giants. What a disaster this game is! You know their combined record, three and fourteen. <laughs> oh, jeez. Three, three and fourteen. Oh. You've got one quarterback. You got uh, black cats and ghosts. Black cats and wow. ghosts, and black clouds. As there's always a black cloud over that stadium. Speaking of which they still haven't found the cat. They're not finding that cat. Nope. <laughs> They're not finding that cat.
8: I that actually cat's gone.
1: I went for a walk last night on the grounds last night looking for him. I really did. <laughs> like uh it's a big property though, so you know. And I'm not looking I'm not, I just want to get a picture. I'm not gonna do anything when I see him. I'm just hoping he's all right. I wanna see him out there. So I, I was looking around where where he usually was and stuff. He wasn't there last night, but Every time I'm there, I got my eye up. Even when I was driving through in the Uber, I was sort of like I was like a cop scanning Joe. <laughs> like I was yep. I was looking everywhere. I was looking like in between the stables quickly when we were driving by. I was like, where is he? He's, he's here some he's gotta be here somewhere. Um or imagine I was thinking about this. Is he gonna appear on a field again this week? He haven't hmm. re- seen him since and he returns. Well, quite frankly, I hope he returns and he, uh, he plays offensive line for the Giants because they can use they can use some better blocking. But uh, what do you make of this uh, this game, Joe? Who's going to win the game, the Jets or the
8: Giants? Uh, the Giants bombed them, I think, right? they uh, At least against the number, I think. The they haven't four, one played one in a in while, six. though.
1: They, have, like, they haven't played since 2015, I think,
0: right. the regular and season. The Jets won that in overtime.
1: Jets won to what? You were that, what, that that year in overtime in 2015.
0: I wasn't at that game, but I was watching it. And they, yeah, they won in overtime, the Jets. Are
1: you and are you are team. you a Jet or a Giant fan, Bavona? I'm
0: a I'm a diehard Giant
1: fan. Oh, you're a diehard not I knew you were a uh, diehard yeah. Ranger fan. I didn't realize you were a diehard. Yeah, I knew you weren't a Jet fan though. I didn't realize you were a diehard Giant fan though.
0: Yeah, I'm a yeah I'm I'm a I'm a depressed Giants fan. Bavona.
1: Yeah, so well, yeah I noticed though. Yeah, you're like. Uh, like Corey Parson was with the Knicks? Like, he's a Knicks fan, but he never wears anything with the Knicks? <laughs>
0: no, I have a, I wear my Knicks stuff. <laughs> no, no, you know what?
1: You have a giant winter hat, don't you? You have a winter—I've you know, seen you with a giant hat or something, I, I wear. You? Um.
0: I wear a whole—I wear all different stuff from my—I mean, I'm—, I'm Yankees, Yeah, yeah, No, I think about it. You're
1: stuff. right. I've seen yeah. you with a giant hoodie and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right.
0: Yeah, but I mostly wear Ranger stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think of you yeah, yeah. as a Ranger fan. Yeah, yeah. Not as big a fan as Ranger fan as Yang, of course, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Close, though. I don't know, Gabe. Whenever we go, whatever game we decide to go to, you'll see the the Ranger fan in me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I want to go. I want to go December the 6th, actually. I'm still in. I'm still in. I'm I'm in. We got just concerned about uh, the schedules and stuff. A lot of stuff going on here, but, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, it's the Montreal Canadiens and the Rangers, Friday, December the 6th. Pretty cool matchup. I'm in. Yeah, original six, Friday night, holiday season. They don't play a ton of Friday night games. That's why it's like, ooh, Friday
8: night, Joe Ranieri. You know what I mean? I was going to say, Friday night, damn. Yeah, Montreal Canadiens,
1: New York Rangers on a Friday night at the Garden. You can't beat that. I'm,
8: no, impressive, man. And they're going to be more impressive than this uh, crap game that uh, that's going to happen that probably is going to score 70 points between the both of them. Yeah, yeah the uh, over's going
1: up, actually. And I like the over. It was yeah. 43 and a high. It was like 42 <laughs>
8: Earlier, Joe, it it's up to 44 and a half now. Yeah, it was way low. people are starting I mean, to realize this. Yeah, there are going to be some points in this game, I think. It's going to be Lev Bell versus Saquon is what we're going to get.
1: There should be. Look, the Giants' defense is terrible. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I support the Giants, but I'm a Bills fan. But even, like, you know, if I was a Giants fan, just the thought of losing to the Jets would make me cringe. Like. Yes, yes. All right, can we all agree? And Bavona, you're a Giant. Fans. So you agree on this, and you're a Jet fan, Renary? I think that well, today's Friday, so today at like six o'clock or something, there should be sort of like the UFC does with like the ceremonial mm-hmm. face-off and weigh-in. Mm-hmm. I think there's sort of like like a, like a championship game or like a bowl game when both coaches appear at the podium together. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I think both coaches should appear at the podium together tonight. Pat Shermer and uh, and Adam Gase. And I think they need to shake hands and agree. The loser of this game resigns.
8: Oh, great idea.
1: Yes. Like, it's like wrestling. Yeah. And they should bill it. Imagine the hype, the ratings. Like, honestly, imagine the ratings in a game. It was like, yeah. Both coaches publicly stated they will resign if they lose the game. Great It'd be idea. like, it's a loser leaves town match. Mm-hmm. God knows yep. you're both losers. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a loser. Like, think about it, Rene. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, and I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Let me ask you seriously. Does the loser of this game deserve to be fired? And you can't say
8: no. It has to. Absolutely. You're at that crossroads like right if now. You're Adam the loser Gase, has to go. If you're yeah, Adam Gase, go.
1: the players hate you. You've misdiagnosed a bunch of players' injuries. You know we're at the point of getting sued soon by players. (laughs) Like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like exactly. Like all right. Like your team chemistry could not have gone any wronger. You freaking lost to the Miami Dolphins. Sam Darnold's regressing, and oh yeah, you just lost to a two-win New York Giant team. Like if Mm -hmm. Adam Gase loses this game, I don't like really. Uh, You're you're gonna cut him some slack, and Mm -hmm. Shermer needs to go too. They're both morons.
8: Like they both should not be head
1: coaches in the NFL. It no, should be a loser leaves town
8: match, Yep. And then whoever loses really wins at that point because you don't have to deal with it anymore. You can move on. But yeah, 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 you, no, you, you even lose have this game, to sign
1: a paper that says you must leave the NFL.
8: Like,
1: gotta, you know what exact, I mean? You must go to the like a list of conferences. You can only coach yep. in the MAC or the Sun
8: Belt. Yep. <laughs> and you got to go. And you got to go tomorrow. It's like Dirk Cutter.
1: I'm like, Dirk Cutter should be the head coach at the San Jose State Spartans. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying <laughs> totally. he can't coach, but. <laughs> Yeah, he should be in the Mountain West. You know, like, Dirk Cutter should be the head coach at UNLV. I agree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, There's yep, certain, like, levels to this stuff. There's levels to this stuff. Like, Adam wow. Gase, even, like, hell, I'd even give him, like, a Pac-12 job. Mm-hmm. Not a complete moron, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're the coach at UCLA or whatever. You know, like, you got a decent program, you're going to be rich, and you can still control things, all right, buddy? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but... You know, you can't coach at this elite level. No. Joe, think about it. I'm not even doing this like it's a bitter end. And I, when I call them morons, you know, I don't mean it disrespectfully. They're bad coaches. Um, But honestly, the New York Jets and the New York Giants, like there's only 32 teams in the NFL. The New York Giants are an organization, what, four Super Bowls. Yep. Dude, it's a prestigious job. Pat Shermer <laughs> is not worthy of this job. I agree. Adam Gase is not worthy of any head coaching job in the NFL. Like, you know, like, so like, this is it. Are you going to hire him again after this? Someone else? Like he ran the dolphins into the ground. Look at the dolphins. Now guys, Gase mm-hmm. was in control. Mm-hmm. Look at them. Now they're like, they're, they're ashes. They're a pile of ashes. Like the New York yeah. jets. He, like, how did he get this job? His Peyton Manning campaign, because Chris Johnson liked him? He's not worthy. He's Mm -hmm. not worthy of the job. The loser of this game should leave town. Loser leaves town match.
8: Great idea. It's really got to go. Bye-bye. And I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I think the loser of this game probably is gone regardless. But it would save us a couple extra games of having to deal with you, so.
1: You know what, It's probably I, I can probably guarantee it's never happened before. But uh, they should both get fired after the game. Oh, Two great coaches fired thing. from the same game on the same day in the same city. <laughs> <laughs> same game, same day, same. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Both teams, let's release a press conference. We've decided to go in a different direction after this game. Watch the game oh. end in a
7: 0-0 tie.
8: Welcome in on this Friday here. It is the morning after on the grid, SportsGrid.com. Coming up, plenty of uh, games in the NFL to go over college football. But first, let's check in with Gabe to see who the hell he's yelling at to get off his lawn today. Hey, you kids. Get off my lawn.
11: Hey, you pesky kids. All right, the
1: National Football League uh, regular season is uh, really, really uh, flying uh, by. We're into week 10 uh, right now. The more things change, the more they stay the same, as we saw Phillip Rivers, Unable to get it done once again. Although Philip Rivers isn't the only one uh, to blame uh, for this. The play calling, brutal. Uh, And as we see, it just wasn't Ken uh, Wisenhunt's uh, fault, now was it? Now, that's the the one thing about football. And football can be a very annoying sport uh, to watch. And let's just be real. It's getting more annoying and worse. Like, the sport of football is getting worse in almost every way. With every passing year, like it becomes harder to watch from an entertainment standpoint every year. It becomes harder to understand from a rule standpoint every year. Like I, you know, somehow they've taken a very simple sport in football and overcomplicated it. You know, I, growing up, I remember like you know, diving in the snowbanks, catching footballs, and you know, the whole thing like juggling them and tipping the ball in the air, and you know, like the great wide receivers of yesteryear. Half of their catches wouldn't have counted nowadays. They wouldn't have, quote, had it. You know, I have, like, vivid memories of Fred politnikov like, being in bounds, tipping it up in the air, diving, like, out of bounds, catching it. And, you know, guys, like, you know, twirling it and basically, you know, they they're not possession a full possession. The ball moved. Uh, you know, it also used to be if the ball hit the ground, it was incomplete. It was pretty simple. Oh, no, Chuck, he's got possession of it, if you see on the ground. And I don't understand how we keep making it more and more and more complicated. And the rules just suck. All right? The rules suck. There's no flow to the game. And the only thing that sucks more than the actual rules in the game flow are the coaches who, as well, for one reason or another, overcomplicate things. Like I, I just don't understand why you make your life more difficult. I mean, you look at the New England Patriots. The Patriots' roster is probably like the 20th best roster in the NFL, if that. I look at my line, each player. You know, I read a scout's take. He basically stated, he said there's probably about three players uh, on the Patriots that would start on our team. All right, three players type of thing. Like, think about it. Like, they they have nobody. It's coaching. It's coaching, 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 coaching. Uh, It's amazing to me. And it's also amazing to me that they sound like it's a copycat league. Why people don't copycat the Patriots. So what do the Patriots do when it's like fourth and one? When it's like fourth and a half? You know, they're on the half-yard line. It's fourth and one. Fourth and one and half, you know, big big at midfield, need a big first down. What do they do? They're famous for it. The old Tom Brady QB sneak. And what's Tom Brady's percentage doing that QB sneak? I don't know, like 99.9.9%. How many times off the top of our heads can you recall Tom Brady getting stuffed on one of his sneaks? All right? What do bad football teams do on fourth and one from the goal line? I don't know. Set up in the shotgun. Set up in the shotgun and try to throw the football. We see it time and time again, like every week. Like, you know, I love college sports, you know, to a certain extent, but I'm not going to lie, as I get older, I my love for college sports, like, um, evaporates. Basically, I hate college students, and I hate going to college sporting events because I just want to punch everybody in the face. And secondly, from a betting perspective, I have a harder time betting on college sports now. College basketball is terrible, all right? I grew up with guys in, you know, in the park that I'd rather bet on a game. They're more reliable on a basketball court than some of these college basketball teams are now. Football is the damn coaching. College football, the coaching is god-awful. The play calling is awful, and I realize... Do I really want $500 on this jackass coach to be coaching a Pop Warner team somewhere right now in Texas? No, I don't. Unfortunately, these same clowns also coach in the National Football League. We see it on a weekly basis: teams making the wrong calls, um, knowing that their quarterback can't do something, asking him to do it. New York Giants, good example. You know, so they have a bad offensive line and a quarterback that has protection issues. So what do they do? Instead of quick hits, they have them drop back and throw bombs, take plays that take forever uh, to develop. You know, we see it time and time again. So last night, the freaking Chargers. The Chargers were inside the five-yard line last night, if you remember. They threw the ball, like, you know, three times in a row. It didn't work. There was a penalty. And uh, finally, they said, oh, yeah, yeah," he threw an interception, but it was overruled by a penalty. Uh, And Then finally, they handed it off to Gordon, who ran it in easily for five yards for a touchdown. Yeah, all right, so they get the ball back with a minute left last night. You have a minute and two seconds left and three timeouts. They couldn't get a first down. Like, they, they got a first down because the Raiders committed another penalty. But what do they do? All they needed was pick up a field goal. Remember Joe Flacco last week, two weeks ago, said, come on, guys, it's not that hard to get in a field goal, Ridge. Um, you have the ball on your 25-yard line. You essentially have to go 40 yards to win a football game. And what, what do the Chargers and Phillip Rivers do? They throw three bombs and a slant that Phillip Rivers was like five yards off from. So the thing is, you know Phillip Rivers was off last night. Didn't have a good game, all right? If you're the coaching staff for the Chargers, you see, wow, Phillip is really off tonight. So now that the game is on the line, why don't we have him throw three bombs in a row? You didn't need the bomb on one play. It's coaching. It's amazing to me how incompetent they are. It doesn't matter, man, whether it's McCoy, whether it's Hunt, whether it's the new stooge and tool that they have in place now. NFL coaches just don't get it, all right? They think they're smarter than they are, and the teams that win, the best teams in football, the Patriots, Alabama, they ain't doing anything complicated. They're playing football. Get the hell off my lawn, you morons.
0: Hey, you kids. Get
3: off my lawn. Hey, you pesky
8: kids that I, can, I can't It is always amazing in the NFL, guys. Uh, there's only 32 head coaching jobs, and I think a only a very small percentage of the coaches, honestly, I think we can say without a shadow of a doubt, are maybe the best X and, X and O guys that we have seen that are in the game. Everybody else, it's like faking it until they – until they seem to get it right, or they're puppets for the front office. Very few guys, and they're usually the guys that have been around, guys like Andy Reid and and Belichick and guys that you really, really trust who are going to outmaneuver you, out or and ou, you, going to put guys in a position to be successful. It's amazing to me how many jobs in the NFL. 32 of them are in the world, and I'd say more than half of them are – Borderline incompetent, Gabe. It's kind of mind blowing. Probably is more than half. Probably more, more than, than half. half. Yeah. Let's more than half. Let's go through it.
1: All right. New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, best coach of all time. Of course. Exactly. Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills. Good coach. Yep. Good Great coach. job. Yep. Fundamentals, discipline. Not arrogant discipline, though. You know what I mean? You know, yep. Sean McDermott was the national champion high school prep wrestler. Little guy. Works hard. Chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, this, he's a good coach. He's a good yep. coach. The Bills, like, you know, look what he's built up. They took him to the playoffs a couple of years ago. They don't have the best roster. No excuses. Mm-hmm. He's just a football coach. He coaches football. You know what I mean? He's not garbage. It's not ego. It's not his playbook. He coaches football. Um, Miami. Flores, jury's out on this guy. Too early yet. Yeah. Yep. I tell you, though, he seems, the players seem to like him. Yeah. Um, the players seem to like him. He seems – actually, you know what? The guy's been covering spreads, bro. He has no players. Yeah, I, and they playing I, I, <laughs> I give thumbs up to him, to be honest. I Absolutely. know it sounds crazy, but I'm not like, ah, right. oh, he's an idiot. No. Yeah. I, I, hey, Flores, good job. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. do you want from the guy?
8: <laughs> I don't know if he's a great X's and O's guy yet, but I can tell you this, a motivator, attention. They play to hard. Detail. They're playing hard, man, exactly. And look,
1: Joe, we always yep. talk about it. Oh, the Dolphins are trying to tank. He's not trying to tank. Nope. Flores not trying to lose. And every nope. player on the field for the Dolphins trying to win a game. And nope. the Dolphins organization's trying to tank. They gave Flores an impossible situation, and he's battling with it. And right. hey, he's covered four in a row, three in a row, yep. whatever it is right now, right? Yep. So they're they're competing. So I, you know, j- j- Flores, jury out. Um, well, Gase. <laughs> Next. Yeah, <laughs> all right you harbaugh all right so so far elite coach let's call it elite coaches and very good coach good coaches hmm. belichick elite mcdermott good um jury out days terrible all right harbaugh elite coach harbaugh is yep. an elite coach
8: he's one of the best coaches in the league all
1: right mike tomlin
8: Can't argue with success. Got to ring.
1: Tomlin makes weird decisions, guys. I know Steeler fans are, he's terrible. Guys won a lot, man. Like, it's not easy to do what he's done, as long as he's done it.
8: All right. With the egos he's had to deal with. Yeah, he's
1: gone for two when he shouldn't have. He's called a timeout. I mean? Coaches are going to make, Belichick makes mistakes like that. Everyone makes mistakes like that. Yep. He's not a great game guy. Freddie Kitchens is an idiot Cloud. Yep. Uh, Zach Taylor, uh, enjoy being a coach, Zach, for the year or two yep. while you are. <laughs> 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 you know what, Zach Taylor? It, Classic example? It. Should be the head coach of Miami, Ohio or something. You know what Thank I mean? Thank you very much. Like, yep. yeah, he should be, be good for that. College quarterback, rah-rah, you know? You're not an NFL coach, my man. <laughs> like, no money. It's not, it's not happening. True. Like, yep.
5: Um,
1: Right, morning after continues. Sumo TV, channel 719 Sports Grid. We welcome Stir to the rotation as well. I am Renzi, Midtown Manhattan. We're in studio 34 on 34th. Joe Renner in in Miami, Florida. Drew Dinkmeyer steps up and in uh, right now and joins us. One of the top DFS players uh, in America. DailyRoto.com, the top uh, DFS um, guide and uh, website, uh, Best Optimizers. Let's talk some uh, NFL uh, DFS uh, right now. Drew, good morning. Always a pleasure. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing
15: great, guys. Thank you for having me on this morning.
1: All right. Always a pleasure, Drew. So um, let's jump in. A uh, football game that I think is going to be a pretty popular game in the DFS and fantasy world Arizona and Tampa is it too obvious um, I gotta <laughs> tell you it made the list I've got to do a video of my best bets of the week and I hate a lot of these games where everyone just assumes it's going to be a track meet for sure you know the obvious sometimes is too obvious as you know right Drew I mean sort of like an episode of law and order it's never the first person that they think you think it is that they make it out to see him it's always you know The culprits always comes later in the show. But when you crunch down the numbers of this, it's hard not to like the over, and it's hard not to like a track meet with Arizona and Tampa Drew.
15: Yeah, these are the two teams that I think DFS players have most heavily and aggressively targeted throughout the course of the season. Obviously Tampa Bay, you know, they're they're historically been a very pass heavy offense. And an offense that with Jameis winston is willing to take shots down the field and that naturally just speeds up the game when you're throwing the ball more and when you're pushing the ball down the field you naturally open up those big plays that kind of open up the pace of the game then you've got you know cliff kingsbury's offense in arizona that was touted coming into the season as going to be one of the fastest offenses we had seen in the nfl they started out that way they've slowed down a little bit over time it seems like they're kind of adjusting to their personnel and in, in understanding that they might not have the most talented roster in the league so playing at the fastest pace might not be the smartest approach but in general they're a team also that is going to pass the ball very frequently as well and against Tampa Bay's very staunch run defense it's a situation where you would expect Arizona to be throwing heavily so it's hard to see how this game doesn't include a ton of pass attempts and just by that nature that speeds up the game in terms of number of plays and opportunities for big plays
1: that's the one thing that caught my eye here too the fact that you know the Cardinals offense only averaging 21.7 points per game Right, like all the the talk about They've Kingsbury. They've kicked a
15: ton of field goals. They've kicked yep. so many field goals. That's been it's been one of the weirder things about Kingsbury, who's got a more progressive offensive approach in general, in terms of being willing to spread the field more, being willing to pass uh, at a higher percentage, being willing to play faster, but has been so freaking conservative inside the opponent's with not ten yard line. Who's more
1: conservative than Sean Hannity inside the red zone? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, you're right. Like. Yeah. You figure a guy from – I got I should have used I wish I came up with that earlier. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no, it's amazing. You're Joe. Think about it. Like that Baltimore game, three field goals. The Saints game, field goals, field yep. goals, field goals, field goals. It's amazing, Drew, that a run-and-shoot guy, it's almost like if I was the owner, I'd be like, hey, kid, I didn't hire you to kick field goals. I hired <laughs> you because you're from Texas and you're this gambler, right?
8: Right.
15: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so that'll be the difference this week. Obviously, is is can Arizona convert some of those red zone opportunities into touchdowns? That will ultimately determine both the pace of the game and from a DFS perspective. In terms of how to approach a DFS, I think this is really interesting because we talked last week about how that Tampa Bay Seattle game was very clearly the top game of the slate. There weren't a lot of games that could really compete with it, and ultimately was com- going to come down to how owned that game was. And I. On this in the spot on last friday basically said i'm struggling with it because i think this is one of the best game stacks of the season in terms of the the matchup and the pace of play and the condensed offenses but there's no other games to compete with it so ownership might be really high a lot of people ended up struggling with that and what happened is you kind of leveled yourselves out in dfs in the h- higher stakes games uh tampa bay seattle was not owned as heavily as it should have been russell wilson was like 11 percent in wow. the yeah. uh the wildcat mm. On DraftKings last week, and he was under owned compared to like Matthew Stafford, compared to Philip the Rivers. The DFS Very players strange.
1: drew reverse psychology. They reverse, exactly. they reverse themselves, right on this.
15: Exactly. They were like, exactly. "Wow, well, it's going to be
1: too old, so that it was under owned.
15: <laughs> exactly. So we'll see if this week, we'll see if that Tampa Bay Arizona game goes through the same kind of machinations for people's minds. If they'll, if they'll kind of, uh, you know, twist themselves in a knot trying to figure out whether they should be playing it or not. I do think this week there's a lot more competition. For, for this game in terms of high scoring offensive environments. So it's a little bit different than last week, but I think this game is ultimately gonna be the one that from an ownership perspective, figuring out is really the key to this slate. Cause if you knew the ownership numbers that were the actual numbers, not the ownership projections at the end of last week, I think everybody that plays this game at a professional level at a high level would have said, I would have wanted a lot more Tampa Bay Seattle than I had. I thought it was going to be 25 to 35% owned. It came in half that. I wish I had double the exposure that I had to that game.
8: Well, Drew, obviously the other game has got to be Atlanta and New Orleans. Matt Ryan is back, but I have no idea. How do you – do you trust anything Atlanta brings to the table at this point? I mean, Drew Brees is going to be Drew Brees and, and the weapons. Kamara might be back. But what do you trust with Atlanta here as as far as DFS goes?
15: Well, the thing that we've seen from Atlanta all season long is, you know, speaking of teams that have been inefficient in the red zone, they're a team that has been able to generate tons and tons of yards and tons of receptions because they're playing from behind, they're always playing catch up, they're throwing the ball a ton, they don't have the type of um, running back situation where they're going to give their running backs 20 to 25 carries a game, they're going to use them in the passing game. And as a result, you've seen really consistent performances this year from like Austin Hooper. Julio Jones has been really consistent in terms of t- in targets and catches and yards, but hasn't found the end zone as consistently simply because their offense just hasn't generated touchdowns. So in this game against New Orleans, a team that's played so well defensively all season, I think what most people are going to look at is they're going to look at New Orleans stacks and bringing it back with it, with an Atlanta wide receiver or tight end where they know they can they can rely on the catches and the opportunities and the targets and the volume there, but they know that you know the Atlanta stacks with Matt Ryan are going to be less reliable simply because that's a team that hasn't been scoring touchdowns. I actually think this is a game that, I'm really interested in seeing where the ownership plays out because if it's similar to Arizona-Tampa Bay, I think that's a big mistake. I think the Arizona-Tampa Bay game is a much more DFS-friendly game environment. I think Atlanta's offense is questionable. The Saints' defense is very good, and we've also seen these Saints-Falcons uh, games in the past that have these huge totals when Atlanta's defense when Atlanta's offense was clicking a little bit more come in underwhelming in terms of the two offenses mm. being able to kind of know each other or the two defenses being able to know the opposing offenses inside the red zone. I don't think Atlanta has the personnel to slow down the saints, but I think what you could see happen is the saints get out to a big lead early and kind of take the air out of the ball. And then it become a much, much slower pace game. So this is a game that I'm much less confident in, in terms of the pace and the offensive points than I am the Tampa Bay, Arizona game. But I think the ownership is going to reflect that. We'll see where it comes in on Sunday morning.
1: Uh, drew a game that I think that the total, I was surprised to see it's a little light right now. I think it might go up, but that won't affect uh, the DFS prices. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Titans. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, keep it simple, stupid, right? The Chiefs and the Titans, right. forty-eight and a half. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, they've scored twenty or more in all three games that they played. Twenty-three or more in two of them. Twenty in one of them. Um, you know, season high. What was it, four hundred thirty-one, whatever it was uh, yards last week. You know, they're gonna get into the twenties, the Titans, and You know, the Chiefs generally don't get stopped with the exception of that one week um, when their streak got broken um, in in the game when they had to 25 in a row. But what about this game? Is it flying under the radar a little bit, the Chiefs and the Titans, as far as uh, points being put up on the board? And Tannehill is pretty freaking cheap in DFS at $5,100 over DraftKings.
15: Yeah, he's he's really affordable. The challenge with Tannehill is trying to figure out how you stack him in tournaments because – you know, I think, you know, I two, two weeks ago was really high on that Tennessee Tampa Bay game. Generally, any game that Tampa Bay is playing on, I've been high this year on. Um, and in Tannehill, you know, I stacked him with like Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, and it was a Jonu Smith game. And he kind of spreads it around enough. He has he has some rushing upside to him as well. He had that rushing touchdown last week. So it's kind of hard to figure out how to stack him efficiently. Um, but I do think this is the third most targeted game on the slate. I think you guys have identified the three top games that DFS players are going to identify And with Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes expected back the offense is just a little bit too cheap around the DFS world simply because they've been playing with Matt Moore the last few weeks. The overall production is down Travis Kelsey's found the end zone like once or twice this year. He just hasn't hasn't been able to to convert into touchdowns even though his catches and yards are on a similar pace to last season. So I think there's good opportunities to stack Kansas City here at a little bit discounted price tags. And I think the ownership will be at least reasonable simply because I think people are going to flood that Tampa Bay Arizona game. So I do think this is a spot that's interesting. I think the Tennessee side is always hard to pin down in terms of you would bring it back with. I think the guy that makes the most sense relative to ownership and relative to kind of speeding up the pace of the game would be AJ Brown. Because when he hits, it's usually a big play kind of down the field. And that's the type of play that would really speed up the game. But I could see arguments for Derek Henry. He's getting a little bit more expensive. Uh, Kansas City's obviously been gashed on a, a run defensively kind of all year long. We remember that, you know, Aaron Jones game from Monday night. So I think it's going to be a situation where, you know, Kansas City is going to have some ownership. They're going to be a side that people want to play. But the Tennessee side is going to be a little bit tricky to figure out, and that usually means there's at least value in terms of how owned those players are, even if they're, you know, wildly variant players in terms of their distribution of expected points.
1: Jets, Giants. That's got to yeah. be like, this is, so you said uh, the top three, Gabe, I, fe-
15: Gabe, I feel like you, like, have you, I feel like, did you listen to the flagship sports, good fantasy football podcast yesterday? I feel, I feel oh. like you're on the same stuff as me. The jets, the mm-hmm. jets giants game, I think is the sneaky game this week. I think there's that it's a game that not a lot of people are going to want to play. Um, I think we yeah. saw from, you know, Miami being able to go up and down the field against the jets defense last week, that there's certainly value there. And Daniel Jones, because of his willingness to use his legs. And because being without Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, it really condenses the target share so you know where the ball's going. It's going to Golden Tate. It's going to Saquon Barkley. You've got Rhett Ellison as a 2,500 pure punt replacement. And then you can bring it back with Jetside, and we'll see what happens with the Jets with Le'Veon Bell. If Le'Veon Bell's out, then you've got Ty Montgomery and Bilal Powell, both really, really affordable. I think this game has a lot of intrigue in terms of a potential game stack. I don't think a lot of people are going to play it. I think, obviously, if Le'Veon Bell is out, one of those backup running backs for the Jets will become popular in DFS. But I don't think people are going to stack the game. I think people are going to play individual pieces. So I do think this game is really, really sneaky in terms of stacks.
8: Hmm. And what about Green Bay, Carolina? I mean, the total's at 47. Yeah. <laughs> Some people feel that that's going to go way over,
15: but I, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, you guys are on it again. This is the other game that I think is is a little bit sneakier on this on this slate. In large part because Green Bay last week, you know, that total really rose towards the end of the week with the Chargers Green Bay game, and it got people excited about playing that game, and then it was a huge disappointment. From Green Bay's perspective, this is a potential bounce back spot. I think the good thing, if, if you were you know to take away a good thing from Green Bay's offense last week, it was the fact that Devonta Adams played 83% of the snaps, saw 11 targets. His price didn't really move in DFS, so you can do those Rogers-Adams stacks, and I think you'll get them at really low ownership this week after failing last week. On Carolina's side, their offense is just so condensed that you, you know where the ball's going every single week. It's going to Christian McCaffrey. It's going to DJ Moore. It's going to Curtis Samuel. It's going to Greg Olson and no one else. And since those four guys are, you know, getting the bulk of the work, there's opportunities in terms of price tags on on the receiving options. Now, McCaffrey is super, super expensive, but the dude has scored 30 or more DraftKings points in six of eight games this year Um, and has basically been like 40 or more in half of the games. He's been incredible, um, incredible combination of floor and ceiling um, in terms of his performance. So you can play him on the opposite side of Roger Stacks or you can play the receivers who are still relatively affordable with Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore.
1: Uh, Drew Dinkmeyer, DailyRoto.com. Drew, it's always a pleasure. Thank you uh, for uh, uh, for the insight. Did we miss anything? Is there a player you want to no, share with us? We were on top of things this week. You huh? guys were
15: on top of it. I think those are the games to target. You know, I think people will want to play someone from Baltimore's offense, but it's going to be tricky. I think Baltimore will be able to go up and down the field against Cincinnati, but knowing where the rushing touchdowns are going to go when they're giving goal line carries to Lamar and Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards, it's just kind of tough to figure out. Um, I do think people will be in on Devin Singletary after he kind of took over the lead role the last two weeks for Buffalo. I'm a little bit more interested in David Montgomery at similar price tags for the Bears just because when the Bears have played from ahead, he's actually earned a pretty good target share and pretty good workload. But in general, you guys name the uh, name the games that I'm targeting
1: Um, quickly on the way. I was never uh, the music playing, but Chubb and Hunter back bills are giving up 151 yards a game on the ground over the last three weeks.
15: Yeah, I think Chubb's an interesting contrarian tournament play. because the Kitchens E-backed might
1: be too dumb to use him anyways, Drew.
15: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Thanks,
15: guys. Have a good weekend.
1: Drew Degmark, DailyRoto.com. Check it out if you want to win.
9: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517.
10: 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. 800 847 1183. That's 800 847
1: 1183. A foreigner. It's urgent. It's urgent that we win. And how about a crazy week uh, this week with uh, my picks? Like I got, uh, I've either gotten killed or I've won big. It's like gone back and forth. I was happy the other night too. I won 500 bucks two nights ago, and I was pretty, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't even realize that I was winning that much, and I was like, all right, this is cool. I won 500 bucks last night, and then last night I gave it back. You know, it wasn't a football game. You'll get it back. Yeah, it wasn't a football game. Football game, I kind of broke even. I had prop, I win a prop, I lose a prop, win or whatever. It was actually the NHL, man, that did me in. And the NBA. My pick sucked. Like, uh, whatever. I had the Montreal Canadiens. They lose in overtime. 3-2. What are you going to do? You lose in overtime. Um, had the New York Islanders. They blow a 3 nothing lead. Yeah, right. They had a 3 nothing lead going into the third period. Um, my Charlotte Hornet pick was terrible. They got blown out. Olympics, yeah. um, I had bad luck with the props last night. That's why I lost. Like, I had bad luck with the props. NFL props? No, I had Terry Rozier, which wasn't oh. bad luck. He, well, he got nowhere close. He didn't play yeah. well. Boston <laughs> shut like him down. Like, that all right. that melting off backfired. Yeah, right. Ben's um, game. I had Kendrick Nunn okay. of the yeah. Miami Heat mm-hmm. over 14 and a half. He finished with 11. Yeah. That was frustrating. Um, I did hit an NBA parlay. I did hit a uh, – you know what was nice? My best win of the night last night, I went bigger on it, was the second half over of the Phoenix Suns game. And that sailed over the number in the second half. But frustrating night last night. As you stated, we'll look to get it back uh, tonight. Um, college football tonight, guys. All will talk about college football uh, tomorrow. Central Florida this evening against Tulsa. They're laying uh, 17 points. And um, we've got uh, Washington and Oregon State. But I'll tell you what, uh, Ranieri, the you know, Beavers have actually been pretty competitive this year. Uh, they've been covering numbers. Do you know they're going to be really fired up for this game uh, tonight? And you know what's insane? I would, you wouldn't believe this, but if they win this game, they have the same like. put the Washington are five and four. The Beavers are four and four. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Like they have the same records, almost. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it's been for the Huskies. 2-17-49.
0: last night you find out the morning after
1: let's do this thing all right this is a real adventure here i got a bunch of guys here so what's the deal it's so cold now that we're creating we're creating ice yeah, it's a. You guys are a piece of work. All right, look at this. Like, look at this. Here how many go. people? <laughs> look at this, Joe. Nice. Welcome to my life, Joe. Wow. Holy damn. They brought security up, so if I flip, oh. things get out of control. Like you see, they're like, oh. like of yeah, bald guy. He's getting angry. He's gonna start throwing things. They brought
8: security up. Yeah, you Got know what's gonna said, happen. animals here. It's gonna go to 103 degrees in that room now in 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. An hour from now, people are gonna be complaining. It's too hot. <laughs> it is pretty cold in here oh 60 degrees wow that yeah, was worse it had to be like 40 no oh. so where's the ice building up oh we actually it's so cold in here Joe we have ice building on our window that's crazy Indoors.
6: Wow.
8: Wow. I'm sitting in here wow
1: yeah yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. Chuck like, we're not uh, seeing the breath hey, here.
1: Fisano, can you please uh do me a favor and uh, get me a uh get me a list of name of uh, attorneys. <laughs> like Joe, you know, like the uh, have you suffered this from that? I'm like right away every time I hear one of these ads I perk up. I'm like actually yeah, like <laughs> like think about like if if I hear an ad like uh are you do you breathe in grease on a daily basis? <laughs> Yeah, uh, are you Yeah, are you, you know, is your air quality bad? Do you have ammonia? Did you get ammonia from your workplace because they ice? Dude, it's so cold in here. I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? I had seen Alfred us here. So they came to you to come in here. It's so cold in here. Well, I was under the, the impression they said, oh, no, it's creating ice. But I figured, like, I don't know, outside or like whatever. No, no. There's actually ice on our studio window, yeah. indoors, in a restaurant. It's so cold. We created ice. Yeah. there's. And I've been sitting right in this.
8: Right here. And I like it.
1: there was no concern for me until they realized there was ice in their restaurant.
12: Mm-hmm. That
8: was a problem.
1: Like, it's always
12: about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Restaurant comes first. <laughs> Unfortunately. But yeah, you know you're right. If you're if you have been subject to uh, freezing cold temperatures and bad bets, Dad will do uh, uh, I'm the one going to college.
8: Yeah, hey, well, but we need to figure out how we're going to pay for it all. Discover student loans. Discover does student loans? Yeah, they're one of the top student loan lenders in the country. It takes 15 minutes or less to apply, and there are no fees for the life of the loan. Best of all, I can earn cash rewards if I get good grades. Really?
16: Yeah. We still have time to apply and get a great rate. So I can just chill. College kids still say that, right? No one says that, Dad. Really?
0: your story. Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
6: I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off, 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. i feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old.
7: That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well,
6: I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off.
7: full-time fantasy. David Johnson will be playing. Now watch. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to use Kenyon Drake and David Johnson, much like they use Chase Edmonds and David Johnson. I think you're going to see Kenyon Drake in the backfield a little bit and David Johnson going out for some passes. And I think David Johnson being out there phases out Larry Fitzgerald. That's what's happening. I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I think Johnson is going to prove to be more of a guy that they use as a receiver than a runner.
0: Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
1: See, they're covering stuff up with like a tarp out here now. (laughs) Mm -mm. You have it easy, Joe. You're just sitting in Miami. Uh, You're turning red, and uh, you're going to look like a (laughs) lizard in a couple of years. But at least you're not freezing, and you're not dealing with the psychoticness of uh, New York City.
8: Um, That's just crazy, and you need an act of, it's got to affect them before they actually move a finger, though. That's amazing to me.
1: Yes, yes, yes. No, it's like last time. Dude, I was sitting in, like, pure garbage dumpsterdom. Oh, yeah. no one seemed to care until it got so bad, it started to seep into their uh, area. Wow. Then they were on it. <laughs>
8: Amazing. Yeah.
1: So now I've been freezing. <laughs> eh, whatever. Until they're like, oh, God, we have ice, like, forming in our restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Think about Joe. There's ice forming outside, so I think about how cold it is inside here.
8: Inside, exactly. Wow. <laughs>
1: I don't actually mind the cold, to be honest. I don't really care. Uh, the uh, the the TGIF uh, bothers me more. Oh yeah. I've got strong and like hot. lungs and stuff, but that, like That's you crazy. smell the grease, in, like the. It's like uh like I said, it's like I'm standing over a fryer all day or something like that. Mhm. All right. Uh, we got uh, speaking of fryers. And uh, egg rolls. There's ice condensation. Thank you very much, uh, Condensation. Speaking of fryers and egg rolls, uh, we're joined by a man who is not only a great handicapper, but uh, also uh, runs, operates, owns, family-run business. Lucky Steve's, Chinese uh, food. Uh, Mm. Roanoke, Virginia's, best Chinese food. So, Steve, you know what it's like to be in the kitchen all day and that that fryer and the, the grease, man. Not an easy life, Steve.
13: Roanoke, Virginia. I forgot where my restaurant was located, so he told me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, look, look, look it up. I actually, someone sent me a, uh, someone sent me a, um, a picture of uh, Morency Construction the other day. Actually, I don't know where it was from. I like the sound of that. Yes, yeah, and I swear to God, and, and, and it was nuts. He even had like a Michigan M as his logo. <laughs> so <laughs> it was wow. like the back of a pickup truck. Morency Construction. It was a big M. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was Philadelphia or it was like uh, South Jersey. Our boy Brian Rose sent it to me. But yeah, I'm running a construction company now, Marente Construction.
13: It definitely sounds it, it. It sounds mobbed up wherever it's located.
1: Yeah, Marente Construction. It sounds like a construction. I could sound like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, Marente Construction. <laughs> they have the best prices in the business. Concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No we'll negotiation. Get to it. When we get to it. Yeah, no negotiation. You pay what we tell you to pay. That's it. Like, Do we get a deal in bulk? No. <laughs> the deal in bulk is we don't kill you. Uh, all right, Steve. So, college football uh, tonight. College football tonight. Uh, Central Florida and uh, and Tulsa. So, listen, Central Florida aren't going to be able to run around with their, uh, their cheesy uh, national championship T-shirts again this year. But – they're still a good football team, and they're still capable of putting points up on the board. Let me do a double-check right now of the weather because the weather in Tulsa, Oklahoma, can get pretty nasty, actually. But what do you make of this game with 17? Me and Ranieri were talking earlier. I think Central Florida can pace them, actually.
13: Yeah, you know, we always talk about how great offensively they are. They've been suspect defensively over the years, so they only give up about 22 points a game. So they're pretty solid on both sides of the ball. You know, back in the day, Gabe, you know, these weeknight home dogs, especially the double-digit dogs, were always moneymakers for us when these primetime games were rare and in between. But now they're a common thing, and uh, these road teams do a lot better than they used to. I, yeah, I think weather's something we have to keep an eye on, uh, but I just don't know if Tulsa can keep up offensively. They gave up over 37 a game at home. Uh, Central you get a lot of points tonight.
1: Yeah, you figure, like, you know, Joe, 40 to 20 type thing, you know what I mean?
13: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not right. saying, you know, I like Tulsa. I have bet on Tulsa before, but... Man, they played a grinder of a schedule. It's going to catch up to them. You can tell the kids are running out of gas a little bit right now. Looking at the weather, it's cold. It's 40 degrees, uh, so it's going to be 40 degrees. But no participate, particip- yeah, no rain, uh, wind only eight um, yeah, wind, not a concern. Five mile an hour winds. You know the kids from Central Florida should be all right. Uh, what's the total this game? I want to get to what's the total here now? Was it 67 and a half, 69? Let me just uh, confirm. It
8: opened at 71. I think it's under 70 now.
1: It's 68 and a half. Mm-hmm. I think it's manageable. I'm looking, uh, yeah, I get it, actually, why. I'd rather lay the 17 than the total, actually. I don't know why. I'm thinking, you know, let's say 45-21 or something like that, right? Mm. 45-21 gets us a cover, and it still stays Uh, stays under there. All right, uh, Steve, we were talking earlier about the Beavers, Six and two against the spread. What was their win total this year? Like two and a half, something like that? Mm. You know, like they've exceeded. They're actually have four wins. I mean, if you're Oregon State, you're dreaming of a bowl game uh, right now. This is the biggest game in Corvallis in a hell of a long time on this Friday night football tonight. With Washington only five and four coming in here. They're getting ten points. I got to take the underdog, Steve.
13: Yeah, if you look at Oregon State, they've won three of their last four games outright as an underdog. Um, So they've obviously been outperforming in the recent month. Problem is, the one game they lost during that four-game span as an underdog was 52-7 to Utah. So they did get blown out against the one good team they played, but they have won the other three outright, including back-to-back. So tough call here. My concern with Washington would be the back-to-back losses. I mean, their season's really in a downward spiral right now. So if they don't come fully focused, uh, this is obviously a dangerous Oregon State team that has won three of their last four outright as an underdog.
8: Steve, what's your uh, what's your experience been with, like, losing a coach in the middle of the season? Like, Florida State's now got to go and take on Boston College. Obviously, the program is uh, – it's been in shambles for a little while here. But coaches gone. Do you find that kids usually get motivated by this – Or is this just a, are they walking into a buzzsaw heading to Boston College this weekend?
13: Yeah, I mean, it can go both ways. You know, Gabe and I talk all the time during the bowl season about motivation, and a lot of time you get the coaching changes during the bowl season. It can go both ways there as well. Um, You know, you kind of try to read between the lines, maybe during the practice press conferences and the press clippings. But to be honest, it's really hard to get a gauge on a team like Florida State. They've been Jekyll and Hyde for several seasons now. They've underperformed their talent level. Um, that's not the type of team I see stepping it up all of a sudden with turmoil.
1: Nah, they're not a t- exactly. It's not like they've had a ton of mental toughness over the years, this team. I think, Joe, too, it comes into play. Did the kids like or hate the coach? You know what I mean? Mm. Yep. Like, if it's a coach and, like, they don't like him, it's like, wow, well, good. Finally, he's gone. You know, if he was, uh, you know, terrorizing them, abusing them or, you know, just they thought he was a jerk or whatever. You're like, oh, finally he's gone and we're playing for this assistant who we like now. I don't know. I would get the feeling the Florida State kids, Joe, would like Taggart, right? You know, I right. mean, they, they got brought there. He's not there. I imagine if you're on Florida State, you're like, yes, you know, this, is, uh, this isn't what I expected when I came here. I would err right. against them more than on them. But the question is, can we trust Boston College?
8: Right, and they got Notre Dame next week, so they're kind of in a sandwich spot, too, as well. And I, they're they're almost bowl eligible, so it's a big game for BC. I think Will BC's the play,
1: Joe, actually. You talk me yep. into it. Just look, I've yep. talked myself into it, looking at it right
8: now. There you go. I'm like, if Florida
1: State are four and five. Do they really think, oh, yeah, we're winning two more games mm-hmm. and we're going to a bowl? Do they even want to yep. go to a bowl? You know what right. I mean, at this point? I mean, it's like last year. They're probably just hoping, man, is hope this season's over right now. I'd be looking at Boston College there. All right, Steve, so Minnesota Golden Gophers, do you believe they're for real? What do you think of this one?
13: I'll I'll tell you what, I think the line is a little high. Uh, My power rankings make Penn State only a a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I do think it's inflated based on name recognition. You know, obviously Penn State, Minnesota, the public's going to be on the Nittany lines. Big game, guys. I mean, who would have seen this come? It's on the fifth time in history of the Big Ten Conference. First time in the past 40 years that we have two 8-0 or better teams playing each other wow. late in the season. Uh, two good defensive teams. Minnesota 20 a game. Penn State allows less than 10 a game. So that's kind of what jumps out at you here. Uh, but once again, I do think the line's a little inflated based on my power rankings. If it gets to seven or more, uh, that would be that key number where Minnesota would have some value.
1: Steve Merrill, prosportsinfo.com, one of the covers experts. Thanks for the time, Steve.
15: Thanks, guys.
1: All right, in-game in live uh, tonight, we're going to be uh, breaking down these college uh, football games once again. We're going to be back Saturday morning.
10: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
8: All right, guys. Time to get in the game tonight with a DraftKings Sportsbook account because listeners of this show, you guys can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. You create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make a deposit, then you place your first bet. DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. The offer is eligible for all users plus new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks if you head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details.
1: All right, Joe, let's get into the National Football League and blast through each game. Uh, but um, I don't you know. I'm going to be on tomorrow before the LSU game. Uh, You'll be doing videos, and, uh, you know, you can get Joe on on his Twitter as well. But what do you think about the the LSU-Alabama game?
8: I think it's going to be um, not necessarily as many points as people think it is. I know it's come down a little bit from the open, but I do think this is – especially in the first half, I think you were on it there. We've seen this before with Alabama and LSU. Alabama usually starts slow – Um, both sides usually do, and then they ramp it up in the second half, and I think it's Saban adjustments versus Ed Ogeron adjustments here. Who do we trust the most? But I trust we're probably going under in the first half. There's been line movement, actually, since just recently, down to five and a
1: half from six and a half. That's
8: a lot of LSU money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the money's starting to come in now (laughs) in LSU, which is kind of somewhat, it is somewhat relevant, actually. There's a difference Mm -hmm. that even six, right? Missed extra points, missed two-point convert and stuff. Suddenly, you know, you're getting the six as opposed to the five. Five, you know, it's weird at five and a half. I'll tell you, I though. I
8: don't think this would be a question. If this was an LSU, I think you and I would both be just take LSU. Yes. Don't even question. But being in Alabama is, ugh. yeah, I know. You don't get rich <laughs>
1: betting against Bama and Tuscaloosa, bro. Like Exactly. The only time you can beat Bama is in the playoff. Because they don't really right. play tough competition all year, and then they're playing in a real game suddenly, right? Like, it's not like Bam are gods and they're way better than everyone, but they're better than everyone in this conference. So mm-hmm. I tell you, the first half, Joe, 31. That's the total yeah, I don't 31. you got to go I, don't see
8: him get- I. That's what I'm saying. I think defense will rule in the first, the adjustments will happen in the second.
1: Now, Joe said he likes all these games in the day. I don't mind the early 12 o'clock. I like the fact that at noon, you got Baylor's cool big game, and you got Love Penn that. State, but LSU LSU-Bama should be at night in my opinion. It should be an 8 o'clock game.
7: Yeah. yeah
8: it Even 7.30, yep.
1: whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 7 o'clock, yep. 7.30, whatever, but I was okay. wondering about it. Um, I guess CBS listen, CBS gets first dibs, right? So, mm-hmm. the way it works, ESPN has a deal with the, with the SEC, but so does CBS. CBS paid more for like the one game of the week. So, CBS gets to choose whatever game they want out of any SEC team. So, obviously, they took that game. Except, evidently, because I was wondering, why the hell wouldn't they just put it Saturday night? What, you got an Angela Lansbury-like marathon? You got Murder, <laughs> She Wrote, like a reunion or something? You know what I mean? Right. Law, like, what are you guys, like 60 minutes? You know, like, what are you showing that you can't mm-hmm. show his game? And I guess because ESPN pays for the SEC, too. And if you Mm -hmm. remember, Joe, you know, um, sort of like the second-best game of the night. It's that ESPN, you know, SEC game. I think it kicks off at 745. It's usually Auburn and somebody. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the second-best SEC game of the week. So you can't really compete with that. They don't want the competition with that all the time. So I guess CBS is only allowed to move to primetime once. Really? At nighttime, yeah. And they Mm. did already. With Georgia
8: and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, yep.
1: Which you can't, because I was thinking, wow, they really screwed that up. Did they? Not really. I can't mean, yep. it's can't Georgia and Notre Dame. Them. Yeah. And think at the time, no one really thought LSU would be this good, Joe. Right? There's I mean, it was, all oh, they're good, but let's be real. People knew Joe Burrow was good, but he was 200-1 to one to win the Heisman for a reason.
11: mm
8: mm-hmm. so, Yeah, Louis. Lew- they're, yeah, they almost lost to Texas yeah, in game yeah, one. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So,
1: I'm not – you can't blame the executives. How can you do this when you knew LSU and Alabama? I right. will say, guys, LSU and Alabama hasn't been a big game since 2011. It's been a little while.
8: <laughs> <laughs> right, little like
1: while. they you know, yeah. caught them off guard. So, it's a little anticlimactic to me. And So, what's the night game Saturday night, Joe?
8: Uh, Clemson, NC State, oh, Notre Dame, Duke. Duke yeah. Tennessee, Kentucky, Oklahoma. That's all Iowa State, Oklahoma. All right, but to me, mm-hmm.
1: it could have played itself out. Like, listen, I'm just thinking yeah. as a fan, but, Joe, 12 o'clock, sort of like bowl day, 12 o'clock, mm-hmm. Baylor TCU, 3.30 ABC game of the week, yeah. uh, Penn State, Minnesota, boom, 8 o'clock prime time, Alabama LSU. Yeah. Come on, is that not a good day of college football? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, but now we got Baylor. You got Baylor and TCU at noon. You got uh, Penn State and Minnesota at noon. Mm-hmm. Those games are going to be all drama late. You're going to be like, oh man, LSU were kicking off now, at Bama, and bam, I'm missing this, and like, mm-hmm. and then after Saturday night, you're going to be like, gonna be like a co cat at six in the morning, Joe. <laughs> uh, so Notre true. Dame and Duke, uh, All Run, right, like, uh, running to like, the ATM. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the big question of the Clemson game. How angry are they at the polls? Do they win by 40 or 46? Oh, <laughs> like, God. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Like, it's, you know, what is, there's something else Saturday night, though, that was cool. It's not the UFC. The UFC's in Russia. That's like in the afternoon. Um, I don't know. No, that's in, yeah. The Lakers, the Lakers play the Raptors Sunday night. The Lakers play Miami
8: tonight. That's big, too.
1: Nice win for the Heat, lad. The Heat are playing good. Jimmy Butler went off in the first half, man.
8: Yeah, big time.
1: Back to they, back they though tonight, Joe. Kind of a tough spot.
8: Yeah, I just don't know if that's a big number. Is that too big a number? Is the uh, I don't trust the Lakers, uh, so yeah, like. Uh, I me mean neither. I don't the, even uh, trust
1: the Lakers in a money line parlay. <laughs>
8: yeah, I'm with you. <laughs>
1: They'll screw me. Exactly. I'm not saying it's they so suck. True. I'm just saying like LeBron will find mm-hmm. out I bet on him and lose purposely uh-huh. to screw me. <laughs>
8: It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, car, yeah. I'm like, not oh.
1: saying, oh, they suck, they won't win. I'm just saying, no, nah, if I bet on them, they won't win. <laughs> I'm actually, you know what? I actually put together a parlay last night. You know it's bad when putting together an 18 parlay in the middle of the night? But I actually don't see how this loses, Joe. All right? Central Florida on the money line tonight. They're not losing to Tulsa.
8: Yeah, No, no, they're not.
1: <laughs> New York Knicks and Dallas Mavericks tonight. Ooh. Chris Tass, Perzingis and Doncic—they ain't losing. They're not. The Knicks aren't beating them, bro. Right? Nope. East Carolina at SMU money line. Yeah. Yeah. SMU's winning that game. Yeah. Iowa State at Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma. Money line, perfect. Yeah, yeah I got money losing. line, and I get it. I get yep. it. Yeah, Iowa State. I know. All yeah. right. This is the sort of one that it's like, yeah, this could be the one. Notre Dame at Duke. I got Notre Dame. What do you think of that game?
8: Duke I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Duke is. Uh. Is not the Duke that we thought in past years. Yeah, I yeah. think it's kind of a rebuilding year. So. Yeah. Notre Dame wins that one.
1: Yeah. I think people are gonna talk themselves into Duke that can Duke can hang and Notre yeah. Dame will pull away. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. They. Yeah. Exactly. Georgia Too Tech and Virginia. Georgia Tech's the worst team in the ACC. Virginia no is the second best team in the ACC. I don't think Virginia's losing this game at J Tech. I,
8: I don't see how Georgia Tech scores points in Virginia. Okay.
1: Missouri at Georgia. I got Georgia money line. hmm Yep. Wyoming at Boise State money line.
8: That's gonna be a fun game, too. That's at ten thirty. Nobody will watch that. But There'd I think some that's points great. There, yeah. I do think so, yep. So what do
1: you think though? I mean, listen, they all sound good before. It's like teasers, right? They all sound good before, but I like this. I mean, I gotta wait two nights. It's plus two sixteen. That's great. Plus two sixteen. Right, so Central Florida to win, Dallas Mavericks to win, SMU to win, Oklahoma to win, Duke, to, uh, Notre Dame to beat Duke, Virginia over Georgia Tech, Georgia over Missouri, and Boise State over Wyoming. I mean, I think like the shortest favorite I have here is Notre Dame, to be honest.
8: Like, yeah, it, exactly. I mean, there's nobody. The Knicks ain't winning. Um, I can't see Georgia losing. At home to no. Missouri. So, where is the whole... I mean, like the I said, only the one toss-up.
1: game to me is the Duke-Notre Dame game. That somehow that's, Duke, but they're not as good as, like you said, this isn't no, the Jacoby... Not. This isn't like... Uh, nope. This mm-hmm. isn't uh, Thad Lewis. You see the Thad Lewis Duke and stuff, right? Like, there you go. Yep. Or Daniel Jones Duke. It's not... Nope. It's not the same. They're not the same team. Nope. Yeah, nope. it's eight Notre Dame games. Notre It's plus 216, but... It's one of those deals where you look at it, you're like, ah, that's stupid. You got to wait 24 hours for it. It's a lot of games. But it's one of these deals where I know Joe, one by one, and it's going to bother me if I don't do it. I mean, yep. like, ah, I knew Georgia would kill him, and I knew Virginia was going to, like, you know. Like, yeah, you might as well. What are you it's for plus 216? 216. I'm not laying the juice. It's so, plus yeah. 216.
8: Exactly. So you there know, you
1: go. $200 pays back. Uh,
8: <laughs> Double your money.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not bad. You know, like I said, yeah, it's not not a bad way to go. All right, let's see. What was the pay here? Two hundred. Two hundred. Pays uh, back four hundred and uh, thirty-two dollars. Done. It's not bad. You put two hundred dollars on the table. You come yep. back the next day, there's four thirty-two on the table. I'll take that. Yep. yep. You know, and, you know, and, like I on. said, and it, there's no real. I'm not saying there won't be any stress along the way, but.
8: They're yeah, all Oklahoma pretty sound ain't losing picks. at home in Norman uh, back-to-back. No. We Like, they no, they're not. They're 14-and-a-half-point favorites. It's probably not enough. Yeah, no, you're
1: right. Iowa State, as <laughs> well, Iowa State a little overrated this year. It's not that people, like, projected uh, will them to be better than they are, I think. Yeah. All right, we got to get into the NFL. Uh, I know we're going to break some. And they were all home jumping.
8: teams, I think, except Notre Dame, yeah. right? Everybody yes. else was at home. Central took, Florida's so, yeah. on
1: the road, but so what?
8: Fact, yeah, Tulsa, but, yeah like, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, Arizona at Tampa, NFL. I'd like to be getting more. I just can't you can't lay points with the Buccaneers, Joe. Like it's crazy Tom. Mm-hmm. Every week, nope. too, the wise guys like the Bucs at the Titans at this or last week Seattle. And like I don't see it, man. I think Arizona hang around. This is a ball. Whoever has the ball last wins type game, high scoring. I like the nope. over, Joe. I'm on the Cardinals plus four and a half in the over
8: yep four and one against the number last five four and one against the number last five overall give me arizona arizona six and three against the spread this year guys in nine games that's
1: money yep all right we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll blast through uh, every nfl game
2: message and data rates may apply
3: hi i'm frank thomas the big hurt after i left baseball i just couldn't stay in shape like i used to turns out once you hit 40
4: That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
6: I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever.
7: That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has
6: to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible, but since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am
5: Andro400.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to Money Computer. Type in the address bar moneynow100.com. That's money now, the number100.com.
1: college football. Ugh, Virginia, one and six against the spread as a double-digit favorite off a straight-up dog win. Texas Tech, 0 and nine straight-up and against the spread off an away win. Wow, Duke, eight and one against the spread when coming off a bye Luke Fickle, 0 and seven against the spread off of back-to-back conference wins with Cincinnati. Vanderbilt, eight and zero to the money in the eighth game of the season. And uh, Boise State is 5-1 against the spread the last six times they played against a team that's coming off of a bye. We're talking NFL football. I am Marenzi. Here's Reneri. So, yeah, Joe, I like the over better than Arizona. I do like the over, man, uh, this mm-hmm. football game. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, Tampa's defense is really bad. Their secondary is really bad. And Arizona's moved the ball, Joe. You and I have talked about it a lot. They move the ball. They settle for field goals. He gets conservative. They're only averaging 21.7 points per game. It's ironic. Their defense hasn't been terrible, right? The offense Mm -hmm. is kind of pedestrian. (laughs) So, they average 21.7 a game. This is a game against Tampa. They can get it going a bit on offense. They get David Johnson back. You got Kenyon Drake that looked good. You know what I mean? They got Mm -hmm. a little bit. They got, like, even Kingsbury said, he said, this is the most weapons we've had all year. And you know, they're sort of excited. Like, they're not negative, like, about their year. He's like, this is right. the most weapons we've had. Oh, now we've got Drake and we've got uh,
8: Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think it
1: helps. I got to take the four and a half, but I like the over better.
8: Yeah, I and this is one of those where I'll be uh, putting a little something on the money line for Arizona as well. It would not at all surprise me if they end up beating uh, beating them there.
1: And yeah, Tampa Bay, guys. You want to trust Jameis Winston as a favorite? Nope. Come on, nope. man. The guy's nope. like literally one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of the NFL against the point spread. The Buccaneers, mm-hmm. it's same with the Browns game. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like the Buccaneers are two and six straight up and two and six against the spread, and I'm yep. getting points with a team that's six and three against the spread, and totally different mindset and mentality. Tampa mm-hmm. knows Winston's done. The season's whatever. It's just been like a negative, bad year. Arizona mm-hmm. like going to work.
8: Kingsbury's happy. They have happy. extra rest. Kyler Murray's yep, happy. Coming- they played Thursday night, too. They are yes. extra rested. They're ready to go. And, by the way, Mike Evans will have Patrick Peterson on him. So, let me know how that works out.
1: Yeah, and for the record, too, guys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' last seven games have gone over the number. Take the over 52 mm-hmm. here. Yep. Uh, all right, so I'm on the Cardinals in the over. All right, Falcons and the Saints. Uh, Joe, wow, it's up to 13-and-a-half, 51-and-a-half. I've got no nothing on this. I don't want to lay the 13-and-a-half. I kind of like the. I would lean with the over, but I don't really fully trust Atlanta to get me there. To be honest, the way how bad they've been, uh, this is a pass game for me. Maybe I changed my mind. But uh, do you have an opinion on this one?
8: Yeah, I you know I'm with uh, with Drew when he was talking about. It. I think everyone expects this to be 900 points scored, but often in these games, it's it's a grind between divisional matchups like this. Even though they're coming and they're coming off of a yeah. bye, Atlanta. Matt Ryan's back, uh, and that defense of the Saints. A lot of points to me. I, a lot of points for me with a divisional rivalry.
1: I'll tell you, Joe, I'm, you know, I, I have a good memory for this stuff. And I've been betting since 1982. This is a series in which the road team and underdog always used oh. to cover. Blindly. Yep. Always. Right. And it was like, dude, I used to like, I used to pay my bills. I was like, oh, God, good. These guys are playing. Take the road team. <laughs> like, yep. I was like, take the points in the road team all the time. It's not that way suddenly. It's switched Mm -hmm. a bit recently. But, you know, I'm like, yeah, like New Orleans. If New Orleans beat them 31-17, 43, 43 43-37. New Orleans has covered three times in a row against them. But, like, if you look at the history, like Atlanta, Atlanta, New Orleans, New Orleans, Atlanta, New Orleans, Atlanta, New Orleans. Like, these guys, it's been a nice rivalry over the years. And coming off the bye – yeah, to me you're right. It would be Falcons or pass, Joe. Like I can't lay 13 yep. and a half here. Too many
8: points. Yep. Um, and you got guys playing for jobs, by the way. The coach wasn't yep. fired, but they all know what they all know it's at stake here.
1: Yeah, this you know, it's a lot of points. It's, and you know what? The mm-hmm. Falcons, to their defense, actually. They competed in the second half. I forget it's two weeks ago already, so I forget who they played. You and I and talked about it. I shot
8: for almost 500 yards.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I remember there was a wide receiver. He got freaking smoked. He got up. Like the team, like they helped him up. Like you could tell they were they were trying. You know what I mean? Yep. It wasn't yep. like uh, screw Quinn, we quit. Like they tried to win that game. <laughs> like they just yeah. fell short. Um. They've struggled on the road, though, but too many points. I agree. It'd be an Atlanta or a pass, and maybe, you know, I'll, I'll you know, go contrarian and jump in. Speaking of which, mm. if Andy Dalton was playing, I'd be all over the Bengals here. This yeah. is one of these games, guys. It doesn't matter. You almost have to, like, close your eyes and just go, all right, do it. Like, give me the Bengals plus the points. They always cover against the Ravens, Joe. Always. Yep.
8: Mm-hmm. yep. Like, You've eight of the, the last ten type thing. Yeah, trust the rookie. Um, it is letdown spot written all over it for Baltimore coming off that win against uh against New England. So you know what though, um, Baltimore's gonna kill him. I yeah, <laughs> I can't see it. I mean, come on, let's they always the cover,
1: list. but like yeah, Ryan
8: Finley's yeah. knocking. And, and,
1: I don't know though. No. All these new quarterbacks. I said Brandon Allen sucked, and he won, even though he did suck. He didn't do anything. They won anyways. But you know what I mean? He's got weapons. Like he, Good what point. is he? AJ
8: Green's not back. Like, you know, and my know.
1: deal is, they're just not going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson. Like Baltimore yeah. can name their score. Like you said, yeah. how interested are they? Right? Do they just want to yep. get the win? I'm just bringing mm-hmm. up. Cincinnati historically covered it. Covered it, dude. They were getting double-digit points against them this year. They lost by six. Last right. year, last year they're getting double-digit. W- they two years ago they knocked them out of the playoffs, you know, and the Bills got in on that play. The Bengals mm-hmm. just they cover against these guys for one reason or another. They do eight and four to right. last twelve. Um, I don't love it though. I you okay. uh, know it, it didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut as best bets for
8: the, me. The under or nothing for me.
1: Next game here, Buffalo Bills and the Browns. I got into an argument with Teddy covers about this game last night. He says the Browns are a better team than the Bills. That's oh, why they're two and a half point favorites. I said, they're a better team, right? And he goes, they're a better team. And I said, how are they a better team? I said, one's two and six, the other six and two. Like, right. when, like, standings count. He said, my power ratings. And he said, speak to any handicappers, power ratings. And I said, screw your power ratings. Yet, I know this is a dangerous game for the Bills, but come on, man. The Cleveland Browns, favorites? Freddie mm-hmm.
8: Kitchens? Give me the Bills. It's only the second time, Gabe. I found out in 30 years that a team who has won 75% of their games is playing a team who has only won 25% of their games and is a underdog. Uh, two times in 30 years. This is the second. It's mind blowing to me. Absolutely. Yeah, with suddenly
1: Baker, they're going to figure everything yeah. out. Once uh, the Bills' defense what I suddenly
8: sucks. Better. Coach Josh
1: Allen's better. got the best <laughs> quarterback rating in the fourth quarter of the NFL. I, what are we
8: missing Devin Singletary's here? Singletary's coming on now, Joe. I know. What, is, what are they trying to tell us? Like, are they baiting <laughs> us to take? Like, what are they? Yeah. I don't get yeah, it. I guess. I just yeah. don't get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I heard Craig Thanks. Mish and uh, Pisa Pia talking about that. Mish's like, ah, oh, the Bills are going to lose because the book's telling you they are. No, no. Whatever, oh, yeah. dude. The Browns yes. have been overinflated all year, man. I mean, look, mm-hmm. the Patriots are like 21 against other teams. They lay 10 against the Browns, Joe. They won easily. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Oh, and the Browns going to Denver, they're favorites. They, you know what I mean? It's this yep. Baker crap. It's you know, it's done. Bills win. All right, yep. Chiefs and, and and Titans. It's five and a half. Man, son of a bitch, the total's up to forty nine and a half now. Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill's gone over in every game since he's taken over. Three and the over with Tannehill. Mahomes is back. I love the over in this game.
8: Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, i I I think that's um. I think there's going to be more scoring than people think. I think the number is uh, creeping up a little bit. And, yes, I think we saw that uh, Tennessee defense may be a little bit uh, overrated there. I think they might have to go shot for shot with them. And, yeah, give me 50-some-odd points in this game.
1: Giants, Jets, this is tough. The Jets could beat them. Uh, I think the Giants win. I like the over, though. 45, I liked it better at 42-and-a-half, set to 44-and-a-half. Yeah. But it's under that yeah. key number of five. How is this not a track meet and a circus? I mean, and guys, don't forget, between Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold, man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. somebody, there's a pick six, someone starting a drive at the three-yard line. Between these two guys, there's going to be
8: turnovers, man. Touchdown no. passes and turnovers. <laughs> Give me I the don't know over. what the prop is, but defensive, special team, yeah. touchdown, whatever it is, back it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, too. I'm like, ah,
8: I got to take that.
1: And the other prop, too, you know? will the guy throw an interception? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Also, just take absolutely. both of them. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> you know, Who to wins the game, though? No. It's a tough one. No, no,
8: no. Give me the props.
1: Yeah, you don't know, but you got to pick. Pick pick a win. You don't have to bet
8: on it, but pick a winner. Oh, no, to me, I'm over. I, I think it's going to be a track meet. All I right, think but who's finally... going to win the game, though? No, the Giants or the Jets? Oh, the Giants are going to win. I have a, a ticket that says six wins that they have to win, so.
1: I'm going to say the Giants win just cuz they don't hate their coach.
8: And the Giants uh, are home.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Giants are more <laughs> embarrassed than the Jets. I agree. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Jets are sort of in FU mode. They just hate everything. The mm-hmm. Giants like the other day were generally like, "Man, this is embarrassing." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I saw one of them, they're like, "Man, we can't lose." I like what it was Peppers. I like what he said. I didn't, You don't hear this from the Jets. Pepper said, he goes, I don't care how, what, where, what. He said, I'm telling you, we're going to find a way to win this game. <laughs> like, yep. like they, yep. they're not like, ah, F everyone. You know what I mean? They're like, no, no. Like he said, we're trying, man. Like, we're going to win. Like, we're going to find yep. a way to win. I believe in our guys. We're going to win. And yep. I believe in Barkley more than, and Bell might miss the game. I, yes. I, to me, it comes down to Saquon. It's like, basically, all right. I got Saquon, I got a shot. And Danny Dimes mm-hmm. doesn't suck if he doesn't turn a ball over
8: all
4: the
1: time.
8: Yeah, Ugh. but I think they're going to, yeah, here you go. Here you go, Saquon left, Saquon right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, they're going to be just fine. They're going to yep, beat the Jets.
1: Be like, Gase yep. ain't winning the game. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we got to be fast. Uh, I want to take the Dolphins. I will take the Dolphins. Give me the double digits. They've covered four in a row, Joe.
8: I'm with you, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: Packers, Panthers, no, this is the one game I really, I'm like, eh. I lean with the Panthers plus five and a half.
8: I'm taking the points. Give me the points uh, on the road. I think uh, they got exposed a little bit last week. uh, Green Bay and that offensive line will happen again today, uh, this Sunday.
1: Rams and Steelers. We told you guys earlier, you know, Sean McVay is 10 and 0 in the regular season against AFC teams. The only time he's ever lost to an Mm -hmm. AFC team was in the Super Bowl, but I'm not ready to lay three and a half and I don't want to take three and a half. Even with the total at 43 and a half. Kind of lean over. I have no strong opinion on this game.
8: Yeah, I'm leaning over myself there. I do think that um, Juju will have a, a good day there against that secondary, and so will Deontay Johnson. They'll 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 put their share in. I think it goes over.
1: It's a miracle we've actually gotten to every game, because uh, we have the Monday to break Monday's game. But Minnesota and Dallas, this is gonna surprise people because I'm a pretty big Zimmer fan, and I always bring up his record against non-division opponents. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys are better than people give him credit for. They have a ton of talent. The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas actually suddenly become a tough place to play. And as much as I respect Zimmer's record against non-division opponents, and I think it's now, what, 41, 14, and 2 against the spread, I have to remember who they played last game, but Kirk Cousins is 6 and 28, Joe, against teams with a winning record. I don't I don't trust Kirk Cousins winning a game on primetime television. I just don't. And truth be told, as much as I love Zimmer, the Vikings always choke in big spots, Joe. They just do. They Mm. always do. I know I'm, you know, and some surprising people, but I like the Cowboys here.
8: Vikings have covered six of their last seven against the Cowboys, but Dallas is 0-7 against the number at home, coming off a Monday night game. Interesting. Give so, me Minnesota. Yeah. You know
1: what? I can't. There's a million trends on the Vikings side.
8: <laughs> yeah, but I know. Joe,
1: you can't tell me you're not concerned about Kirk Cousins, six I, and 28.
8: Please. I'm just—I'm gonna bank on Dalvin Cook. That's all I'm gonna say. Dalvin Cook beats uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, they
1: got Elliott though. It's a good, a <laughs> uh, fun matchup, even game. All right, good <laughs> job, Joe. <game.
6: laughs>
1: we'll see you guys at uh, five.
5: Are Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com.
1: Uh, some big college football, uh, Joe. You, know, you Listen, at least he gets fired up every Saturday. You know, Virginia's playing Wake Forest. Game, huge game, big game. <laughs> and, like, Joe loves them all. So, if those are huge games, this, Joe, this weekend is, like, I don't know, what, gigantic, enormous, uh, massive. Everything rolled into one. To me, this is the coolest weekend so far that we've had. Start off, let's jump out of the gate with the early game here. Penn State and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Gophers didn't get a lot of love from the committee. Open up at 17. Yet, they can open up America's eyes by winning this game outright. Can they? Will they? What's your pick, Joe? What do you think?
14: Yeah, well, let me just say this, guys. I love the fact that our big games are in the afternoon. I'm a big fan of that
1: for yeah, yeah early, time, yeah. Let's
14: play these games at 12 and and 330, but I'm taking the Golden Golfers here. I I got seven earlier in the week. I look at this team as the 2015 Iowa team that made it to the Big Ten Championship against Michigan State. Three complementary backs. They can run the football and shut down the run effectively and play solid third-down defense. Playing at home, weather can be an issue to neutralize Penn State's uh, speed. I like Minnesota with the points to strike the upset
8: over Sean Clifford and the crew.
1: First time the Gophers, Joe, are 8-0 since 1941.
8: Yeah. Going back. And I got a a prediction for you, Lisa. You ready for this? If P.J. Fleck wins this game, you're looking at the new head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. Agree or disagree?
14: I would agree, but there was a report today, Joe, that uh, Deion Sanders is in the contention. So I don't know where that came from. But I agree that they should go for a coach like P.J. Fleck. I've heard Norval, uh from Memphis uh, mentioned. I think you need a young head coach. How about Dave Orlando, defensive coordinator for LSU? I think he's a great mm-hmm. selection as well. I so like that, Vic, yeah. Out, they, should, they should go for Fleck,
1: in my opinion. I hate this. This is what I don't like, though, about college sports. And, you know, they they're, they haven't even played Penn State yet. And let You know what I mean? And he's already already one foot out the door type of thing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, same crap with Frost. We see this every year with these teams that, that get good. And also, to be honest, I know he's a great coach, but, you know, a lot of times other programs jump the gun. You know, yeah. a coach will have a good year in a program, and they're like, all right, give him all the money, and then take it all." look at Tennessee. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's these programs that guys have one good year somewhere.
4: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
6: After he pressured him to resign as attorney general, President Trump comments on word that the former AG, Jeff
14: Sessions,